What is up, beautiful people of the world? My name is Exact Change, and I'm happy to be here today with my guest, Roddy Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Roddy. We How we doing? We good. We got it out of the way. The yes. intro. <laughs> um, but we were talking about we were talking about talking on the phone, yeah. and uh, like when you you have a you have a friend that like whenever you talk to him, it's just like 45 seconds straight to the point That's off it. the phone. And, and sometimes it's not even more than 45. It's like less than 45 seconds. We could talk, and he calls me. He's like, "Hey," I'm like, "Hey," and then we talk. It's quick out the way he's straight to the it's point. It's like something just point. more than a text, but like I need yeah. to call you because I need yeah. to tell you, but I don't need to talk for. Well, and if it's urgent to like, you know, because I make music with him. So like when he calls me, like we have things we got to do right mm-hmm. now. Um, and it makes it a lot easier when he calls me too, because I don't text all the time. And if I'm at work, he knows I'll just answer my phone <laughs> yeah. in front of my boss too. He does. He knows I don't care. Man. Um, so you just dropped a new single. Yeah, last Friday, Zoloft. That's oh, dope, bro. Yeah. I was just jamming it today. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's got such a different vibe, bro, because I was like, I was just vibing <laughs> out. Like, like what the fuck? This like, nobody's making this kind of music in Spokane. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, it's way different. It's I, I got a lot of good reviews from people. Like, one of my best friends back home who's in a sort of, I don't know how to, it's not an alternative band, but it's like, a, it's a blend between alternative and like actual metal. Okay. And I grew up in on metal, you know, Metallica, Pantera, and, you know, I love Nirvana, and I love Lane Staley, I love, you know, Alice in Chains is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. Wow. But I th- it's just something missing in hip-hop where there's a rock blend over hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I so mean, we have it a lot. There's a lot of it going on. I mean, you got Juice World and, like, Lil Uzi and stuff like that. Where you do get some of those vibes, yeah. some of those yeah. rock vibes in there. Yeah, and, you know, Juice World's probably the best right now out of all of them. Uh, MGK's in that range too, but mm-hmm. that's just, I think his image plays more into him being, you know, punk, yeah. alternative, yeah. A- angsty, grungy, like whatever you want to call it. What do you think about that fucking Eminem and MGK little, di- I mean, I know this is old, but. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know, man. I think now, so I think rap beef back in the day was legit. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're really like, yeah, might pull up on each other and do crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you had all the, you know, the killings and stuff back in the '90s, mid '90s, and early 2000s. I mean, you have them nowadays too. I mean, you got stuff that goes around Drake, you got stuff that goes around Wayne, or Triple X, Triple X, like all these people, and it's just more like I see. Like you could compare it to the Beyonce and Jay Z thing, where mm-hmm. Jay Z cheated on Beyonce. Oh yeah, she made that song. She made that song, dropped Lemonade, and then, you know, what, it was like two months later they dropped The Carters? Yep. That's that's all. Just, bro- it's just all promoted publicity. it. It's yep. publicity. What about fucking when uh, Mariah Carey did that fucking diss against Eminem, and that was like a fucking... Oh, Obsessed? Yeah, yeah that dog. was awesome. <laughs> See, I think, I think that's more legit because... That was so legit. Because... But she made a hit song. Well, and she put him in the video. She played him in the video, <laughs> oh, yeah, which was right. amazing. She's like yeah, she's wearing shit. the hoodie. She's got like the facial hair going on right now. But and then she, but it's funny because you could tell it's her because she's got the brown eyes and you know obviously. And she M&M. made a hit out of it. Like it's she's like, oh, this song. is like a catchy yeah. song. Like even if this wasn't a diss, you know, people are listening to it for that reason, and then people are also listening to it for the fact that it's just 
sounds well, catchy. And that was a funny thing too. Is like I love Mariah Carey. Like my mom showed me Mariah Carey growing up, and you know, young Mariah Carey, oh, yeah. super bad. Oh yeah. We got nowadays Mariah Carey. I'm not a huge fan of because she's kind of you know crazy. Yeah, I don't even. I can't even. I don't know. It's kind of weird how you <laughs> fall in and out. Like how yeah. rappers kind of. I was actually I was on the. I had a podcast with this guy on one. He's like an OG rapper here in Spokane. From, okay. And he, uh, we were just talking about how you kind of fall out or into rappers. So it's like you kind of grow yeah. into a rapper that people have been on for a long time. And now you're finally like, oh, man, this guy's dope. Yeah. Like, you know, and people are like, duh, dude. Like, what do you mean? Or, or people you used to listen to that was not like you. Like, I don't. Uh, yeah, I have yeah. artists. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. But, you know, the whole MGK and uh Eminem beef dissing whatever you want to call it I think MGK came at him pretty solidly mm -hmm. I think MGK out of anybody else in the game right now has the best opportunity to mm -hmm. do such bro he said f some funny shit that beard he, is weird shit yeah and all that. And the shit was hilarious the auto-tune was cool the like melody behind it was cool like mm -hmm. he brought a lot of art to it kill shot was good though obviously seeing Eminem come at somebody again is always great mm -hmm. uh he I mean he did it on kamikaze too when he talked about all the new mumble rappers and yeah. whatever you want to talk about which I think that phase is starting to finally die down mm -hmm. with the mumble rappers but uh, I think the best diss song out of that whole thing was G-Eazy's diss song towards MGK. I don't even think I heard that. Oh, it's so good. He, What did he say? Uh, gosh, he said something in there about how um, I'm sitting ringside next to Puff, like something like that, and you're his artist, but I'm here with him and you aren't. He, said, he talks about that because uh, MGK said something about – because he used to be – he used to fuck with Halsey. Who did? MGK. Really? Yeah, back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I didn't know like that, but I knew that Like before she blew did. up. Yeah, and then g and her got together. Obviously, that fell apart. But MGK, I think it was on um, Sway in the Mornings uh, Freestyle. He dissed g and Halsey in the same thing for who God knows why. Yeah. And I think g actually held his own, and he actually came out and pretty I mean, solidly. so there's like, even though there's not this like threaten of violence really happening, mm -hmm. it's like, I do like it when... It's not all like let's hold hands yeah. and peace and harmony. Like if you got something like music is an expression, so you shouldn't just be expressing positivity. You should be expressing anger and the sad sadness, times, all that stuff. Uh, so if you got just, something to yeah. say, what better place to say it than well, just these guys have such a huge platform too. So it's like it makes it it just makes it to where fans have to almost choose sides. But mm -hmm. then if you're smart enough and you can look through the smoke, like uh, Jeezy, you know, Jeezy's popping. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Eminem is an old timer, and MGK is like in between. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, MGK is pretty blown up too. Like, he, 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 he blew up in his music, but now yeah. he's acting and doing Bird, all this shit too. Birdbox, I mean, that movie I thought was trash, but his acting was pretty good. And then what he did in the dirt, the oh, yeah, Motley Crue Dude, documentary, I like that one. It was so good. That was I, good. I watched dude. it five times. Really? Because yeah, I love Motley Crue. Like, that was solid, so bro. Cool. They're so cool. Uh, not a bad actor either. No, he's not. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, he's funny as hell. Uh, I think he can thank Pete Davidson for that, not that side of him, but for, you know, exploiting it a little bit more because Pete Davidson is funny as fuck. So what are they friends? They're like best, they're like best friends. They're really? Like, yeah. They just did an interview talking about why they're friends and stuff like that. And MGK was saying, you know, Pete Davidson could actually rap. Really? Like, yeah, he's like, Pete Davidson could be better than a lot of the people in the game. Right <laughs> Shut <now."> up, <laughs> so dude. Like, no way. But they're just goofy, and that's That'd cool. be that's so them. funny. I'd love to see that, bro. I mean, anybody on SNL that's starting to rap. Yeah, I love SNL. SNL's so great. 
But when it comes to the like mumble rappers, I think that people just don't want to accept the fact that there's like different genres within hip hop. Like people are like hip hop is this thing, man. Yeah. It's nineties boom bap rapping. Yeah. It's, it's like, like no New bro. York, South, the West. And it's always been like that, bro. Whether yeah. it was like E forty or you had like, you know, uh, the Bay or like uh Mac Dre, yeah, Run DMC, you had like cats in the South who you know, it's not all about lyrical ability. Yeah. You got some shit. You know, I got some style. You got delivery, and like, there's so much to it. Well, I mean, if you look at like UGK and you know Pimp C, Bun B, uh, Ti, all those guys down there. If you look at what they were doing early on, mm -hmm. uh, back in I think it was probably like the early 2000s, like mm -hmm. before Drake even came up. If you look at what they were doing, that's what Drake did. Like he makes South music. Mm -hmm. He doesn't make. It's like Toronto. I wouldn't call it Toronto music. Canadian it's music. South music. It's you wouldn't South think music. this is Drake makes Canadian music. Yeah. You wouldn't think that. Yeah. He just did what everybody's starting to do now, and he's taking certain sounds and putting them over different types of beats, or taking certain beats and using you know certain flows on different beats. Like Drake's done, you know, he's done like a trap flow over a dance hall beat. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he he switches it up a lot, and he's smart. But you have. I I firmly believe this because I I listen to a lot of South music growing up. Mm -hmm. I really believe that he took a lot of South like influence and flow and structure with because they were singing. They weren't singing singing like he can, and mm -hmm. I don't think he can really sing. No, but they were still on that. I've been flossing yeah. in that candy yeah. pain. You got like Mike yeah. Jones and shit like yeah. that. Like all of those guys. Ti you uh, with whatever you like like mm -hmm. that and then paper chasing um he got rihanna on a song earlier earlier on back in i don't know was that like 2007 or something when he dropped yep, that yep album? yep yep paper faces mm -hmm. or whatever it was called great Dude, album, by so the, way. the thing that's interesting is this book right here yeah I saw uh, that when I yeah came so in. this is jay prince right he yeah. he's the uh yep. founder of rap a lot yep. records and he's like he he's the guy that put Drake on. Drake on. He exactly. is the guy that put Drake on. He introduced him to Lil Wayne. I'm so glad that you have that book in here because I was trying to think of what his name was for the longest time. I'm so glad that's here. Dude, that book is fucking good. I'm going to have to read it because it looks good. And I, it's just, he's put on a lot of artists. Like he, I think he, he helped with Lil Wayne, but he really took hold of Drake and mm -hmm. made Drake the everyman. So will Lil Wayne, so Lil Wayne, I'm pretty sure was already, you know, he was already big, right? He was already yeah. doing his thing with like fucking Birdman, Jesus Hot Christ! Boys, Don't even get me fucking like Birdman. Such a fucking crazy, weird. Oh yeah. I don't know how I feel, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's that man is a sociopath for sure. Oh my god! Could you imagine just having so much money that you're just you're like jaded to the world, bro? And he kills people. Like you know, he literally he he may not actually do it, but he pays for it. That's crazy because he bro. has the money for it, and it's that's the side of the rap game I don't want to be a part of because rap and music for me is just. Let's just have fun. Let's make music. Mm -hmm. And like, let's talk about our lives. The thing is, is that there's a difference between like, or there's a line where there's like, hey, this is what you love to do. This is music. Mm -hmm. And hey, what's going to make people pay attention? What's going to be entertaining? It's going to give you power. Yeah. And like controversy, people fighting, yeah. you know, topics that are kind of tearing people apart or, or the thing where people diss each other and you have to pick a side. It starts a conversation. And and then you and then people start mm -hmm, boop, 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 boop. everybody's talking about it and it's always a huge like power ploy like people do these things for more power like, yeah there's a reason why jay-z has so much power there's a reason why birdman has so it's kind of weird that jay-z because I, I 
I never thought that Jay-Z, out of all the rappers, that he would be the billionaire. Like, that he well, would be... He's so fucking smart. He's literally took the crack game to Wall Street. Yeah. He really did. And now and he's got that NFL deal or whatever. Yeah, he's got that going. And, you know, he... Uh, like, Maybach Music, you had Rick Ross, Wale, mm-hmm. Meek Mill. God, I love Wale. I do, too. And I like Rick Ross, too, and I fuck with Meek Mill, but I like Wale quite a bit. But if you look back at it, too, and you look at uh, what's happened in the last, you know, this last summer and last spring, Meek Mill was still in jail. Yeah. Who got him out? Mm Jay-Z. What does that do? I didn't even know that. Yeah, that gives Jay-Z more power. Damn. Because he has, and then now Meek Mill's in the streets trying to clean up the streets and be good about it. Like, he was on YBN Cordray's newest album, Speaking About Meek Mill? Yeah. God, dude, yeah. I, I gotta listen to that again because, dude, that album is solid. Yeah, that's a great. What is he? Twenty two. I fuck Robbie with him Cordray? as a producer, dude, or as a as a rapper, like as well, a young. No, he's cool. He's great, and he's really trying to change the image of young rappers now. Because you got that, you got that image of like Lil Yachty's, Juice World's, X's, uh, and he's young and fresh, but he's got lyrics. Yeah, he's got bars, and he he's got good topics. Like he. He really takes a topic and really blooms it. Like he opens up that flower and really picks every petal from mm-hmm. it in order to get something going really well. And then Meek Mill was just on um, St. John's new album. I don't know who that is. Uh, God, I'm fucking. I slack on. You're the good. New shit, bro. <laughs> I slack on the new shit, he, bro. Uh, so St. John is from Brooklyn. He dropped an album last year that was super good. Uh, what was he saying he raps? He's like that melodic hip hop type mm. deal. Like uh, that's that's what I like, bro. To me, he's kind of like the Black Post Malone. Oh, okay. In a sense, the way he harmonizes, the way he holds notes and everything like that, but it's not pitch perfect. He wouldn't appreciate that though. He'd be like, "Don't, don't." don't. No, I mean, I would. I mean, Post Malone's dope. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Post no, I, I he, th- he just. I don't listen to him, bro. But a lot of people fuck with Post Malone, bro. I was just at the fucking the Kingsley and Scout, and these guys were like, "Ah, oh, Post Malone, you gotta check his new song, man." Da, 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 da. I was just like, I never really. I don't fuck with. I don't fuck with people that are too popular. I don't yeah. know why. Because I'm always looking for that like right below surface. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you're popping. You, you good? See, and I feel you know? that. I feel that too. Because that's how I found St. John too. Is he was just kind of like underneath and i was scrolling through youtube and i found mm-hmm. him he had like a million views on this song called roses and mm. then he dropped an album and it was popping and then he's doing all this shit last summer and going into the fall mm-hmm. and then this last winter he just signed a deal with rock nation oh shit yeah and then he's out like which is huge because jay-z again fucking jay-z jay-z's hard in new york like he if asap mob wasn't around he would have rocky and ferg on his label too probably yeah but uh, You're probably about to get Donald Trump on his label, bro. He's about to have just God. like he, he ultimate can, power, which is great because he's he's smart with his power. He's mm-hmm. not rambunctious. He's not wild with it. You know what was that song he did the the uh, with the the cartoon video? Oh, the story of OJ. Damn, that shit was so I, fucking dope, bro. So I was just having that conversation with Ant recently about why Jay Z is one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. That song right there, if you look at it from the standpoint of. Uh, a racial standpoint mm-hmm. phenomenal separates puts it in a perspective of like what african-american people have to deal with daily mm-hmm. still but we're so naive and blind to it mm-hmm. like in the northwest it's a little harder to recognize race like racism and all that stuff but i can tell on the east i mean especially over here on the east side of the yeah. state yeah i mean you know what but i mean, I mean we're people close to like just idaho like, and montana where if you go in there you're like, like people this is the biggest thing to me is like people ask what is 
white privilege what's white privilege you not knowing what white privilege is that's white privilege exactly (laughs) bro like you not getting pulled over for just driving white privilege. like oh you i have problems just like everybody else okay well just imagine having those problems but then you're discriminated on also yeah like everybody has those same problems but now there's just another problem whoa on top and if you imagine it from the standpoint of you don't hear of white third world countries Mm-mm, really. that's so true you don't i mean the you know back in the day ireland that's so stuff, true the you know they had the irish slaves and like stuff sweden like that. all these like places that you just think they're like oh yeah they're doing good well and they have, i mean there's so many things that they do a lot better you know uh based off of their legal system and what they do based off their health system that's a lot better mm-hmm. but they don't have white third world countries like. so it's crazy because i was listening to somebody talk about something like i can't i think it was colin quinn who's a comedian he's got a netflix thing like a political netflix thing and he's just talking about how everybody was smart to like take a like a, a place like europe and break it into all these little countries because how different is salt lake city from new jersey like oh, two different but like two different places yeah. so it's like you know, we have this one big country with like all these motherfuckers in there. It's yeah. like, you know, it almost makes sense to be like, all right, yeah, like breaking off like yeah. into places where you, you know, it's like, dude, you got a different place like over like Utah is like its own place. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what like states are. It's like if you like guns and you like, you know, white people, then I guess go to idaho yeah go to montana <laughs> it's like oh if you like fucking smoking weed and just people that just accept everybody you need to hit seattle portland like even just oregon washington yeah. in general just the northwest in general in right? general and that's what's crazy is i think you know weed becoming more legal in washington being one of the first states to do it mm-hmm. that's why we're seeing like huge population increases out here because people are moving out here and it's beautiful and then they come out and they're like holy shit it's beautiful out here and it's chill and it's calm it's not it's like relaxing. jam-packed and everybody's you know, yeah. like I remember I was in New Jersey. I lived in New Jersey for a little while mm-hmm. and like they have a, they have something called a jug handle. So like you would see a, a Walmart or something on your left hand side and you'd be like, oh, I'm about to get in the lane and take a left. No, motherfucker, you get in the right lane. You take a right, which swoops you around oh, okay, to go yeah. to the left. We have that. My dad, my dad lives down in Bend, Oregon. They have stuff like that. So they have too. stuff yeah. like that. OK. Yeah. But it's weird. You got like, to take a right why? to take a left. Yeah. Like there, it's the same thing. There's a Walmart out there that you can't take a left at the light. You have to take a right go over the bridge come and come back down and yeah like, why and then <laughs> like, if you miss it because you're in the left lane and then you look over to the right and you're like oh shit and then you so then well, you and if you're not from there like and siri always fucks up like she's gonna take you in weird directions like i've been with people they're like why are you going this way it's right there and i'm like do you see a turn right there and i'm like i'm from here like, like let's just see, go when you're from there <laughs> see i think that's the issue with motherfuckers that just rely on gps bro i lived somewhere for like a year i use gps every day and i still didn't know where the fuck i was no <laughs> And I do that, so I moved out here four years ago now. Where are you from? Actually, I'm from Portland. Oh, Portland. Okay, yeah. dope. I, it's almost, I almost moved out here four years ago to the date. Two weeks from now will be four years ago. Wow. And I had to, anytime I go to a new place, anytime, I will look it up on the GPS. I'll look at to where I need to go. Like Unless I go to Seattle or... Somewhere like really big. Yeah, because, you know, Seattle's got hills and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I drive a manual, so I'm not trying to get Ooh, stuck on one of those. That's a big deal, yeah, especially in the rough. winter, bro. It's <laughs> rough out there. I, uh, we went out there for a show one time and like we hit a, like a steep incline and the light turned red. And I'm like, uh. 
And so I'm like sitting there holding my clutch out while I'm hitting the gas, you know, fucking my clutch up so I don't kill it because I'm going to kill it on that big of a hill. No, it's like, hey, man, whoever's in the back, you know, is in the well, wrong, right? So and, and that's <laughs> if what I slide back, it's yeah, like, Yeah, oh, well, and that's the thing, too, is like I had already tested it on the hill, too, and I'd like slid back a little bit. But that's the thing is it's just big cities I use GPS. But if I go, I came out to Spokane. The first day I was here, I was living right next to Safeway, which is where I work. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to find my school, too, because I was going to go to school while I was out here. And I walked to the Safeway, found it just fine. Mm-hmm. Then I couldn't find my house. <laughs> so it's like you got there. Yeah. You're like, oh, perfect. I could find Safeway. And you're like, oh, shit. Where do I live? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I'm trying to find my house again. You know, I just went grocery shopping, trying to get all this milk and all this shit in the fridge. And... I'm like looking around. I'm like, okay, that looks familiar. Because you didn't have your ad- your address or nothing. You couldn't pop it in. And well, just I, find I it. did, but I, I push myself when it comes to things like that. Like, figure it out. To, like, figure it out. I like that. Figure it out. Because yeah. it's hard. Like, everybody, like in the real world, you yeah. don't have a phone. Yeah. Like, I need to find it. Yeah. And everybody wants to just like quickly give up on trying. And it's like, no, just keep trying. You just don't want to have to be relying on yeah. this thing. Yeah, because in the like riffraff of all people said something that made so he's much sense. Smart. He's made said something that made so much sense to me. He said, "Dude, the world doesn't give a fuck." He said, "We built all of this comfort, mm-hmm. all of this, this house, this heat, this mm-hmm. air conditioning, everything." He's like, "The real world does not give a fuck. Mm-mm. It is just relentless, bro. Like you either know where you're going or you're fucked, or you're gonna figure it out." Well, and that's a crazy thing too, because you know humans. I mean. Everybody wants to talk about if you look at the clock, break down time into this, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at it from the standpoint of how long humans have been around, we didn't have all this. Like, we've only had all this since, fuck, since recently, really. Oh, motherfuckers Phones. from the past would be mad. They'd be like, the <laughs> fuck, we bro? We were stupid. Y'all just playing PlayStation? Just chilling, dude? I was fucking out here hunting. I was, like, I was hoeing. I was hoeing down the yard. Just anything. To, well, and it's just amazing to, you know, people forget about the history of where we've come from, mm-hmm. all that stuff. They just think this is life. And it's like, no, like, we did not have cars. We had wagons. We had feet. Mm-hmm. What you walk on, what you're tired of walking on is like Or what even we when had. you were, were, like, young, young, you would just walk somewhere. Yeah. Like, or you get your bike. Yeah. Or you ride a bike. Like, I got to get to my friend's house. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And it, it's funny because my friends always live so far away from me and my parents would not drive me anywhere they'd be like you can walk i'm like fuck man like that's a long ass and it's walk. funny because it's like am i i'm either gonna sit here yeah with my parents yep or i'm oh. gonna fucking i'm gonna go to my friend's house like well, it's gonna it, take a few hours but it's all good yeah but then you enjoy it too because you you get there and you fuck with your friends and then you, you know you're walking home you're like oh that was a cool weekend and it's like your parents weren't there they didn't have to do anything. see the thing is is that it's the hardship of the walk or anything like that that makes you so appreciative of being there yeah and it just it happens to just like stop like people rely too much on technology Mm -hmm. um and granted we have technology all around us right Mm -hmm. now like to stay cool and stuff but we're doing business so it don't matter Mm -hmm. but like we just nobody had this and like the fucking well, who 1800s. Who would have fuck would have thought that like listening to a conversation would be something that people would want? Like, yo, that, I want right. to listen to you just like because people are like, <laughs> okay, I know who Roddy Adams is, or maybe they don't know who you are, and, and they're just like, too. but to be able to hear you have like just a normal conversation because like you see someone's image on the internet, yeah, on Instagram or something yeah. like that, but to really hear you formulate your opinions and like you know how you put words together like all that stuff makes somebody more connected to you when they're listening and that's the thing too about technology and social media and all that is like you post things to 
give content to people. That's mm-hmm. what we do it for as artists. Like we put it out for people to have content. Because this is like what we're doing anyway. Yeah. Like back in the day, we just did it. We didn't yeah. put content out. But now you have to, and like now you have to be having. You have to have an image now. Mm-hmm. You can't be just any average Joe. Like you have to identify yourself. You have to identify what you look good in clothing wise. Um, if you're fat. You gotta rock it somehow mm-hmm. like Travis Thompson kills or it. whatever it is yeah wh- right? whatever you got whatever like, whoever you are like just rock that make and then you know work on your craft but make sure you're working on the image that relates to your craft like so with us like uh my buddy Matisse mm-hmm. and, yeah. and us right like so I feel like our image is just so regular yeah like it's just like we're just dudes yeah like we're just regular dudes like we don't have crazy hair we ain't got no face tats we ain't got no crazy shit going on we just like these are just two white dudes that we were expecting to be shitty that mm-hmm. just killed it like, yeah like, and that's that's our thing <laughs> and i think that's like one of the things i love about you guys too is uh i think you know everybody out in the northwest is you know it's a huge market right now there's mm-hmm. not a lot of people doing a lot of stuff out here music wise mm-hmm. there's a lot of popular artists that are mentioning the cities around us mm-hmm. in their songs but there's nobody from here besides Macklemore, really. That's Travis popping. Thompson and Travis Thompson now, mm-hmm. and like both, and you know he can thank Macklemore for that because. Uh, so another one I like, Dave B. I've heard of him, but I've never listened to him. You should. Okay. Yeah, Dave B. I'll is, check him out. Dave B. is really good, dude. He he makes music that I feel like that you would fuck with. Okay. He well, makes this like like cool cool shit like vibey stuff vibey like, shit. Yeah. I like that. See, I'm I'm I can listen to anything, man. Like you put it in front of me, I'll listen to it. If I don't like it, I'm gonna tell you. But. That and that's another. Th- um, I guess we got Lil Mosey too. I forgot, but I don't really yeah. count him as a Seattle artist, in my opinion, because he does not represent what the Northwest. So is. he tweeted out, I think, or something. He said, like, he said, "I'm the best rapper in Seattle." No, no. And, or he, no, 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 no. What he said was, I can't remember if he said, "I'm the most popping artist in Seattle," which would obviously be true, yes. or, I mean, besides Macklemore, or, or he said. There's no real talent in Seattle. There's or like no talented artist besides me in Seattle. Something like that. See, it was and just, that's just arrogance and ignorance. Like, why? Why say that? You know, but the other thing that I think of is like, but you're young. Right. You're yeah. young, dude. You but, know, I said a whole bunch of dumb shit. When, if I was popping with a bunch of money and a deal and they put me on double XL and shit when I'm fucking, you know, 19, 20, 19, 20, yeah. I'm like, I'd have said so much dumb shit. Like, I just wasn't there. So it's easy for me to be like, oh, man, you know, I'm 32. So but, why are you saying dumb shit? It's like, <laughs> but Gifted Gab called him out. Oh, good. You know, Gifted she, Gab. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. She's dude. phenomenal. Her and uh, who's the other girl she rolls with? Uh, Blimes. Blimes. They're both good. Mm-hmm. And th- But that just brings back to, you know, you can be young and that's fine. But there's some smart young people. I mean, we, you know, we just talked about YBN Cortez. Or, or Travis Thompson. Yeah. Same dude. I like, think he's what, 20? I think he just turned he's 22. Young. He's young. Dude. And yeah. he was on tour with Mac. So, so what actually happened with him is he went to, they have this thing called the residency. Yeah. In Seattle. Yep. Right. Yeah, he was talking about that in an interview. And that's like a, that's like a program where like young artists come and they kind of school in this thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like one of the kids in that, like top of his class in that program. And Macklemore took him on tour mm-hmm. and took him out in front of fucking huge crowds. And then you slowly all of a sudden see like, whoa, like this, this blow up. Well, like, yeah. And that's, it's so cool because, uh, you watch an artist like that, like my favorite, one of my favorite artists, one of my biggest inspirations, you can't necessarily hear it in my music, but I, you know, he got me through high school, 
is Kid Ink. Oh, okay. So yeah. Kid Ink's from Cali, and I found him on you know when everybody was browsing hot new hip hop. That, that had to be what it was. I yeah, remember. I remember he came out with a, a bunch of shit that I, that was just slapping. Dude, slaps, and and there wasn't traditional Cali music too. It wasn't like that Bay Area, that like West Coast shit. It was it was catchy. It was cool. It was collect, and it was. And he loved weed, so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, I sm- that's when I was smoking weed still. <laughs> like back then, that's it was when just I was like that vibey music, but. Uh, Oh, where was I going with that? But like watching an artist do that, go through those progressions. Like he was mm-hmm. with Mike Will made it. Um, yep. He did things with uh, DJ Ill Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He started the alumni. Mm-hmm. You know, he, those are all cool things to have been doing back then because people weren't doing what he was doing at the time. And then, he, like, I saw him sign a deal with RCA, and then kind of saw his career crumble. A Isn't bit. it weird how like somebody really has a come up? Like yeah. this is the things that like make you scared when you're like a new oh, artist in hip hop yeah. and you're like, "Oh, this dude ha- like was so popping for like this 4-year period or yeah. whatever it was." And then all of a sudden it's like I mean, even Wiz Khalifa, so like I, I, was, love that, dude. I was I was so I, I was really Khalifa. into Wiz like early like probably first Four projects, three projects, and, and then I mix great music, and then too. it kind of just like it just just became like Wiz. whatever. Like it's I just Wiz. I just found like like I said, I guess for me personally, being an underground guy, I yeah. wanna I never want to give too much shine to the people that are getting so much shine. I'm right. like, you're doing good, so let me find. So you know, obviously, I remember on the last podcast that we did that's not recorded, but um, we talked about Mike Bogan. Yeah, he's great. I love Mike Bogan. And he's under and he's underrated. He's super underrated and he's he's a great person. Like I've met him a couple times. Oh, uh, I've had conversations with him about music over Twitter, everything like that cuz he's always he's very open to fans and other artists communicating with him over Twitter, Instagram, whatever mm-hmm, you like. Mm-hmm. And he makes I think how did I find him? Uh oh, f- that's so funny. So I went to a party and my two best friends that are twins were both wearing the same sweater. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like it was a dope sweater because mm-hmm. it was like a PBR logo looking thing, but it said Mike Bogan. I'm like, who the fuck You're is like, Mike Bogan? Yeah. And I was probably 16, 17 at the time, and they showed me who he was. I'm like, oh, he's dope. And then we went to he did a show on a boat. What? And so we went to that, and that was dope as hell too. How old are you now? I'm 24. 24. Wow. So that that was a while ago. Yeah. That you found him. That was like seven seven years ago. And yeah. then I started, you know, bumping him out here, and people are like, "Who's this?" I'm like, "Mike Bogan." I'm like, "Oh, he's he's dope." And I'm like, "Yeah, like uh, Swisher Guts and Dorito bags. That shit's funny, dude." So like, that so, cool. so that he's song, so cool. um, the first song I ever heard was. Uh, I can't. I just heard it on a. This is what's kind of a, the new wave is the Spotify playlist. Yep. Like I found them on a Spotify playlist, and it was like, uh, I can't. I don't know if you know the song, but it was like, when you come through, bring a blunt through. Yeah. And mm. uh, it was like him and a bunch of other rappers, and I didn't even know. I just saw the name Mike Bogan. I saw this weird ass cover art. The song was dope. There was all these rappers. I didn't know which one was Mike Bogan. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. Right. And then I found out that he's like, wow. Yeah, he's, and he's super cool. He's super cool, and he's got a great voice. Like, oh, uh, he, like he says, motherfuckers wish they could make songs like I do. Yeah, and like, he, he, like I was saying about you and uh, Matisse, like you guys make like Northwest hip hop, and that's where I feel like your image on that side of going back to the image thing is like perfect. Because dude, like, speaking about image, I appreciate that. Speaking about yeah. image, somebody who's crazy is uh, if you compare two artists that are actually friends in the Northwest. Compare Django mm-hmm. with Karma, yeah, right. So Django's like real 
flashy real yeah. cool real yeah. come out you know what i mean you got you know just he's got the whole thing going wow. on and then you got karma coming out he's just chill man dog he comes out in fucking some some pajama pants with playing cards on them and like a or, or he comes in with like silk basketball shorts and, and a like floral a floral top or yeah and, and a, a floral, floral top, top and, and i'm like it. like he can't he with the pick he with looks like he got out hair. of bed yeah and then he's like laying on his back doing the show yeah I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He does crazy ass well, shit. He does that like it ain't shit for him, and it's and f- at the same time, it's really not like he's like the going on to the northwest again, trying to like really talk about that. Uh, it's popping out here, man. Like there are so many talented artists. Like I, that's why I was a little, I wasn't offended by what you just said about Lil Mosey because I'm not really on that stature, mm-hmm. but. Like, I don't know. Why not just put people on? Like, shit, talk about them. Like, Macklemore's doing it. Like, and I think that's what the Northwest embodies as a whole anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to Portland, you got food carts, you got homeless people, and you support. Mm-hmm. You go to random local shows. You, go, I've been to, like, so many underground, random little... There's a lot of support there. Yeah. Like, people... Like, the, the culture in Portland is to, to get out there and, like, show support and, yeah. and, and you, shit like that. I mean, you see that everywhere, too. I mean, you see it in Seattle. You see it out here quite a bit, too. I wouldn't say as much I to feel a like high degree. starting to trend more that way, but there's... I feel like anytime it's weird because there's not a lot of conflict. Like there's not two country music dudes that no. are like, "Yo, what's up, bro? Yeah, like, or, what, you, what are you doing? Oh, you ain't stunting like right. me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But and we're in, we're in a city too where rock music is huge. Like everybody out here listens to rock music. The Pen puts on more rock shows than anything. Indian Goat. Yeah, and they're dope too. I just, dope. I saw them. I think where did I see them? Uh oh, Rainier's uh Rainier and Oh, you saw them at that Rainier party. Yeah, I went up to, at the Roxy. Yeah, yeah and I was the there Roxy's too. A, you were? Yeah, shit, of course. I was who was I? I was there with this photographer and he he wanted to go and I was like, you know, I'm not doing anything tonight. Yeah, let's go. I think that venue's kind of dope, bro. It's sick. Yeah, if you it walk was in, a better in location, the, it'd be so much better. That's all it is. Cuz it's got the floor. It's a three level floor. So and it's got, got a fucking arcade. Yeah. I was in there doing the ski and shit. Yeah. I was like skiing. I was like, what the fuck? They got, and it, it, you know, air hockey and all that. But uh so yeah, I saw them there. I saw Django there. Mhm. Um, and then the new dude he's been hanging out with lately, Slim Rick. Like, oh yep, yep. Um, you heard of Top? No. Okay, so he's a, he's like a Tri Cities dude, but so is Car- he the guy that rolls with Karma? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So and he's I got like a flat it. top and like he. Wore, oh yeah, like, actually, I have. Yeah, I saw shit. him too at the because they threw a show when they did the Travis Thompson show out here at the Cracker yeah. Barrel. He was there. Yeah. Because he he performed with he did actually he mainly performed Karma kind of put him on on the show. Mm-hmm. He did his performance there with like Macintosh and and Macintosh is dope. He's dope. I love there's that. There's so dude. many cool. Like I said, there's so many cool artists. You got. I mean, I, I'll just I'll just name them off real quick. So you got uh, Macintosh is dope, and he's killing it right now. I'm not gonna lie. I've been watching him a lot lately, just to he's see kind of how he moves. Doing shit. I'm like, well, man. he just went to what, Japan. To Tokyo Japan. Yeah. Like I'm like, what the and fuck? He, like, I'm trying to get to Oregon. You yeah, get to Japan. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But he, but he's starting to pop a little bit too. And he's getting good views. He's getting good feedback, and he makes, uh, you know, he makes that hard like hood music, which that you new trappy Gilmore. Yeah, and you don't hear that out in the Northwest, cause, like, cause you know nobody thinks about the Northwest, and they're like, oh, that's a trappy place. But if you go to like Federal Way, that's a trappy fucking place. And like, you think of the Northwest, you kind of think smooth. You kind of think like. I'm, it's like a jazzy a little bit. feel. Like it's almost jazz. just like a relaxed jazzy feel. Like there's so many random things going on, but it all blends together to make like a wholesome, like calm. That's like our vibe. Is yeah. like just chill. We just wanna. We just wanna like. 
because we're smoking, we're chilling. We're not doing cocaine at the club Fuck and getting no. wild and shit. No. We're just smoking. So that's our music. And that's yeah. why, like, our uh, our buddy Jaken, who used to make music, mm-hmm. uh, he, he made a lot of, like, party. And, like, it, it was cool because he had, like, the complete opposite type of shit that we would make we would just do that smooth shit for the stoners to kind of like like that Wiz Khalifa shit yeah. where you could kind of just chill a little bit more lyrical well, ability but and, and that kind of stuff is impressive too like especially when you make our our music with more artists you know like I everybody in 190 that I work with you know I got Anthem Music so please Slim elaborate Man. yeah I got this so Slim Man Anthem Music Tyler Rose Black myself T. Row the Shooter B-Wicks hustle man cares like there's so many of us Damn. we all make such different music too so it's like a like a record label yeah 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 so okay. we have you know we do everything legally <laughs> that i can speak on yeah <laughs> uh, but no it's, we run it like a label like mm-hmm. we have every everything we got people down south we got people in portland we got people out here mm-hmm. uh the main headquarters i would probably say is out here with mm-hmm. me Tyler Rose, Slim Man, and Anthem Music. Mm-hmm. But then you got Tiro the Shooter, who started the label with Anthem Music, and he's down south. So that's dope. Thing. So he's connect- you guys are connecting, not just having everybody in Spokane. You got, no, you yeah. got this thing. People know about 190 in the south. Like three cities right now, So and it's great. And they, So that's Portland, Washington. Yeah, Portland, Spokane, Spokane and, and down in New Orleans and all that Orleans. area. And wow. it's, it's really cool because... I don't think a lot of people do that and make it work, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's always a disconnect. I mean, yeah. anytime you're you're working with multiple people, there's always like a one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are breaking up, people are fighting, or to build that strong, like group of people who are all on the same page that are all trying to, you know, push towards the same goal. I yeah. feel like that's the hardest thing to find. It really is, and. Uh, you can have people who are pushing towards the same goal, but it's more so like pushing each other towards that same goal. Like I've, I've come a long way with my music just being with these guys because I'm a competitive person by nature, mm-hmm. uh, doing sports through high school, all that, mm-hmm. just having siblings. And then, but on the same side, they're very competitive in nature too. And so we push each other mm-hmm. and you need that to be successful. Like you need people pushing you and then you need people to communicate. So, there's certain people that communicate with everybody down south. There's mm-hmm. certain people that communicate with everybody on the in Portland and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we bring it back to the headquarters. So you guys really just like have what works. Like yeah. these people are like, hey, I'm grabbing info, info from Portland. What's going mm-hmm. on? How's everybody feeling? Same thing with the south. And you bring it to a meeting. Yep. And you're kind of like, hey, okay, what, what's the next step? What do we got to do for this person, that person? Yeah, and it, it helps out a lot too with you know, studio time, recording projects, you know, cause everybody's trying to drop a project right now. Like we're all probably about to which drop is a always, project in Which the is fall. always <laughs> tough, right? Cause you're just like, you know, we can't promote seven projects guys. Yeah. So how do we, you know, we got to make sure that, you know, that we're strategic about when we're dropping them, when we're dropping singles, who's dropping singles. Um, cause I can't have people like, Oh, people checking out Roddy's album. Oh, then pe- there's, you know, you want to make sure that there's like all eyes on, mm-hmm whoever's doing their thing yeah and we're pretty good about because uh, at the moment we're just riding the wave of just keeping all eyes on everybody mm-hmm. for the moment that's dope uh we're trying we're getting ready to drop projects and everything i dropped one last year uh yeah your project was dope bro yeah it was a lot of fun drip too. yeah right yeah yeah drip with, an- with anthem music Damn, that's just like uh. okay so uh yeah yeah tell me about the rappers on the 
the label who were in Spokane. In Spokane. So in Spokane, you have Slim Man, Tyler Rose, Black, myself, and Anthem Music. Yeah, so I think Black hit me up, and he was like, hey, I'm trying to be on the podcast. I was like, okay, yeah, I checked his shit out. And then Slim Man, I think I met him. He was Yeah, here. Slim Man was here last time. Okay, that's here. right, yeah. yeah. And then I haven't met tyler rose yeah mm-hmm. but fuck man i wish i could come to you guys show on the 7th but i'm not gonna i'm gonna be in oregon oh you're good bro like, but it's, uh, like i, I want to meet him too yeah th- him and uh anthem music like and those, anthem. yeah they're great like both really cool guys uh those are the two guys i have on the project tyler's on california and then anthems on drip <sighs> dude that fucking uh california see i thought for some reason i thought anthem was on california he's he's on drip <laughs> Damn, but that yeah. that both those songs, both of those songs right there, those were like the highlights, yeah, of the project. Yeah, same same project. Uh, for, yeah, the same project. Both and it's called the project, uh, Love Is Naked. Love Is Naked. That's yeah. right, man. That that was a good project, man. Yeah, it was fun because that was your first project, first project I ever did. Yeah, that's I, dope. And first time I felt comfortable putting out a project because I, you know, everybody goes through the peaks and valleys of being an artist. And oh, I put like out a bunch to, of shit yeah, I never should have put out. out. I was yeah, like, man. fuck. <laughs> I have so much shit recorded that I should put out, but I don't because I'm I critique it too much. No, you're smart because yeah. we have a bunch of shit that's like recorded. But the hook's just not right, or right. something's just not right. It's good to be the very critical. Is a lot. There's certain words in there that you don't want. Like I've, sorry. No, you good. There's things where there's times where I've wrote a verse, freestyled a verse, and I'm like, it slaps, but it's not there. And then I gotta go re-record it. Please, dude, please elaborate on your process of recording because it's, oh, it's real man. fucking interesting. It depends who's in the studio with me too. Um, so if I'm by myself, I tend to, it depends on the, there's so many <laughs> elements to my process. Uh, so that's dope because yeah. it's not like you're just, it's not like your process is I just sit down, I find a beat, I write to it, I record it in the studio after I've wrote it. And then and I then pump it. Yeah. That's not it. No, huh? it's really, so I took Tory Lanez, you know, we're talking about underground artists. Tory mm-hmm. Lanez was an underground artist when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And then, so I've watched his interviews now that I've gotten older because, you know, he's, a great artist in mm-hmm. my opinion he always talks about when he goes to write he doesn't he doesn't have a beat in mind he doesn't have you know a topic in mind he doesn't have anything like that he says he puts on a beat and if he likes it within the first five seconds just gets studio. in there and starts whatever's coming to his mind yep. starts laying it down studio and that's kind of a process i've taken into my own world too because music is such a fast-paced attention thing mm-hmm and we all have short attention spans. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. You mm-hmm. could be the most attentive person in the world, but you still have a short attention mm-hmm. span. And that's just because we live in the age of like going. There's just a lot grabbing you. Yeah. And so like music for me has to, if it's going to grab me off the bat, mm-hmm. then I know my lyrics are going to grab somebody else off the bat. Mm-hmm. And so with the beat grabbing me and my lyrics grabbing somebody else, they come together and they and make that's when a good you're, song. You're sitting down and you're thinking, you're knowing I have good taste. The yeah. people that fuck with what I fuck with mm-hmm. are gonna fuck with this. Yeah, and it's it's uh it's just one of those things too, like you have to feel it. Like music is a feeling thing. Like it to me, music's like a breathing organism. Like you have to take care of it, nurture mm-hmm. it, like do what you gotta do to it. And it's more so about, you know, taking care of yourself too. But when it comes to my process, so that happens and then you know, certain people are in the studio. I might sit down and write. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually rec- try to record by myself because then I can just really let go. It's kind of a weird thing because, like, for me, too, if it's a group 
setting. Mm-hmm. So I had a guy come from Houston, um, and we made it made like a quick little. We do the more bars Monday thing. Yeah, and uh, so we did one quick one that was like this is actually more like a song, mm-hmm. but I was I was like writing in the studio, and it just seemed rushed yeah. a little bit. Like yeah. like like you're saying when you're in there alone, and you can just. You, you don't feel any pressure to like someone else is getting in or anything. You can just get in there and just, you can, you can try some shit knowing this might not work, but I might get some good shit out of it. I might get a good idea out of it or this might be fire or this. And you're just getting in there and you're just feeling the music and putting it down. That's interesting to me. Cause I write everything really beforehand. See, I can't dude. I, so that's, I can't, this is really inspiring. Like for, for me. me, I, I, I'm big on writing about what has happened in my life, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of artists, like good artists, I, I can hear it in your music. I hear it in like the people I fuck with, like their music. It's big, like writing about what's going on in your life. So like to have a preconceived like topic for me is hard to do because there's already so many there. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I go in the studio, I find that good beat. If I feel it, like I'm instantly in the, and it's kind of like what you're feeling right now yeah. like you want to just get it on especially if you have a melody or or some kind of like angle that you're you're working the beat or something like that yeah. like that shit could get lost even if well, you just wrote and it's funny too because uh we were talking about pictures and instagram and image and all that but mm-hmm. i'll use instagram to you know sam's writing a song about a girl mm-hmm. i will literally go look at my ex-girlfriend's pictures to give me get inspiration that fuel. get me sad i like I'll fuck with my own brain just God, to make good music. That's a real artist, bro. And and but they people don't see that when they look at artists. They're like, oh, they just make music. It's this like, is no, because we put this ourselves is through it's shit. watered down, bro. It's because it, you know it's that same thing that like one person ruined it for everybody. Yeah. To where it's like, you know, people make such meaningless music. Yeah. So many people yeah. that when you have somebody who's like really a, see back in the day, bro, you had. Like if you saw music, it was like these people were. It was so hard to do music. It was so expensive. Like if you were doing a record or you were doing these things, like you couldn't just get online and make a song. And now so many people do that that it takes away from somebody like you, who's like you're saying, man. That that's so meaningful to like. It's like an actor getting into character. Yeah, you know where you're and you're you getting to. in there and you're you're getting those old feelings, but you're un, you're welcoming in like bad energy that that to remind you to get you into that space to yeah. be able to like deliver those feelings yeah, to the people because if you're not saying it with meaning it's not going to sound good like you you're just like oh memory whatever. yeah cool. you got to be in it yeah that, and that's why you know we talked about j cole last time i think that's why he's so great because he literally can put himself in those positions when he's recording and I think that's a big thing for people. If you're writing a certain song, especially if it's emotional, like if it's just hip hop and you're just saying, if you're just having fun, yeah. you're just spitting some bars, whatever. Like that's what Lil Wayne was like so good at. And he still he still is. He would I, just say I, the metaphors and just be like having fun. <laughs> yeah, and you would just be like, damn, this is okay. But then if you listen to like certain ver- like the Carter Three, like. And that was the difference between like his mixtapes yeah. and his albums. Right. And his mixtapes, I think his mixtapes are better than his albums, but I also don't really fuck with Wayne anymore. So, but dude, so what's your favorite Wayne album? Oh, man. I think we're going to have the same answer. It's just, I think the Carter 2, honestly. Ooh, that's so controversial. But I like that's the so Carter. Good. The Carter 3 is a great the album. The Carter 3 just, is probably my favorite. The Carter 2 is, I, I get it. I get it. It's so good. I just, but for some reason, at the point in my life that I was I at that, when I heard yeah. Carter 3, it was just. 
Well, see, I was so I good. was bumping that. So what? I was. So what was that? That was like lollipop. Lollipop. Um, that was uh, Doctor Carter. Mrs. Off. Miss Officer. Officer. Yeah. Uh, my favorite song on that whole thing is Three Pete. Beat build. Uh, Beat build. So dope. Beat I don't build. care what anybody says. That's a phenomenal song. What uh, about the song he did? It was like number fifteen. It had like Joel Santana, him, and somebody else, bro. And it was just like. It was just bars, bro. It was oh. like, dude, Joel Santana. He's underrated. I he don't care what anybody says. Shit. I don't care what anybody says. He was so great in so the great. mid 2000s. But uh, Beat Build or 3P. 3P. That was like my, number two, right? That's my or favorite three. song. I think that's actually the intro song. Or the intro, yeah. It was yeah. just like right, right one of those beginning songs. And then he's got uh, Mr. Carter with Jay Z. Oh, yep. That was a so great good. song. And then he's got, uh, what's that song with T Pain? Um, I'm drawing um, a blank. Amelie's on that one. I'm pretty sure. No, was yeah. I think it was. I think, I it, think was, it was. Yeah, it was because that's when he did the whole fucking the video where he's just going through the tour bus and everything, which is funny as shit. Yeah, he had a God. He had a bunch of good stuff on that. That album was just. Oh, he had the Please Don't Shoot Me Down. Yeah, that's a great one too. God, like that oh one right man. there, like that got w- me in my feels. So dude. that one, Tie Me Down with Robin Thicke and Three yep. P are probably my three favorite songs on that whole s- project. And Mr. Carter. I like that song with, yeah, with Jay-Z. Dude, great song. But I think f- the difference between the two and three for me is just like the two was Wayne hustling, becoming Wayne. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't and Wayne And three Wayne was yet. like he had become him. He'd become the, one of the best artists in the Damn, game. Damn, so the and two the was con- the hustle. Yeah, and then you know you got the Carter three, which puts him in the conversation of one of the greatest rappers ever. I'm trying to think of what was on two. He had... Uh, he had so many. Uh, That's when he had Fireman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. was I love it? That song, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll double check for you real oh my quick. God. So no, I know four. He had Mega Man. See, and I did not like four, dude. But Mega Man, I just remember, I just remember hearing Mega Man like in the car. See, the thing with Lil Wayne, the thing that he thrived on was all his metaphors. He would say shit that you had to run back and then put Whoa. them together and be like, oh, that's right. oh, that makes sense. And then what artists do you know in the game? Uh, what artist in the, do you know in the game that can literally say the same fucking thing on hundreds of songs, but in a different way? It's true. And it sounds dope. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of artists that can do that. Well, and he had the whole thing. He had the image. Yeah, Fire you know, Man. And skateboarding and, like, just, he was just, especially since I was into skating, like, Lil Wayne was just so cool, man. I was like, damn, bro. Like yeah, see, I fuck with the two. Like, he's got. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, yeah. to me, there's other cats that are like in Wayne's situation at two and three right now. And so those are the people that I'm watching rather than still watching Wayne. Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, see, this is the thing. There's a lot of people I'm like, yo, bro, have you heard of Mike Bogan? They're like, oh, nah, man, I'm still listening to Snoop Dogg. I'm (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck, bro? You just have the old hip hop heads still too that just don't. There's a problem like. That's what we were talking about. There's so much hip hop. You have a problem giving that new shit a chance you're like eh. but you want the newest iphone <laughs> but you want the newest <laughs> that, see, iphone but you don't want to go listen to new music so like, music is crazy because it like music is your time so yeah. you're like you're very choosy you're like i like this song mm-hmm. i don't know if i like this guy's album mm-hmm. so eh, 
you know, I'm just going to go back to this Pharrell Snoop Dogg song or, or whatever it is Things that I, I like. remember and comfortable with, like that comfortability right there. So I'll, I'm guilty because my, my boy Matisse, mm-hmm. he did the Matisse's picks where every week he puts out new music, like this brand new, the YBN Cordae, all mm-hmm. these guys, like anybody who's new. I would new love to sit down shit. with him and do something like that. Dude, so he does I that. I love music like that. And I sleep, like it'll be like six weeks after he drops it or, or puts it out, like, like announces it. And I'll mm-hmm. be like... Oh man, I'm fucking with this song. He's like, bro, I told you, I told you. <laughs> we just did something about I'm just like, this song. Slow, man. I'm fucking slow. I think it just depends too, because like for me, music is like a little literal time machine. Like it puts you back into a certain spot. Like it can, mar- yeah, marks a place. Yeah, and it it hits you like in the brain because like you'll be going through something that day. Like, uh, fuck, what song is it? Uh, Shop, I think it was Shop, Party Like a Rockstar. Okay, yeah. Uh, do you remember that song? Yeah, with Chameleon Air. No. Or no, 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 Party uh, Like a Rockstar. I'm thinking Rockstar with Chameleon Air. Like rock, so that was, like who was that? Star, Shop Boys, I'm pretty sure. Shop Boys. Which, was, yeah. But they were only around for that one song. But that song still, rem- like I'll listen to that song when because I'm just trying to get Because that marked a point in yeah. your life. But nobody knows, who, nobody knows who that is unless you grew up, unless you listened to that song a lot in that time period. And then you got like, uh, uh, shit what's that song by d4l uh oh yeah laffy shit. taffy laffy taffy yeah, yeah like dun, dun, dun. I know, no, like, laffy, that shit's hard because like you're i was a kid going to the roller rink at that time and they were playing <laughs> that song and i'm like i know exactly what they're talking about but these other kids don't like they're just talking about fucking like we think we're talking about candy and these like, kids no. like yeah laffy taffy i love <laughs> laffy taffy and then like, the dj's bro. playing it too and we're like seven nine twelve all that shit and they're i'm like what are you playing see right that's now? the genius part of music is to make a song that everybody can fuck with but only the adults know the fucking or or not even just the adults like the smart kids yeah are like okay i know what's going on. it's just like a, a movie like they make it pg-13 and they do a bunch of adult shit in it and the kids don't get it the parents get it so yeah. you're, you're getting both audiences when i've seen smart and that's cool too because i love movies like i'm so happy that you have the pulp fiction poster right there because i smart. love like one of my favorite movies i love quentin tarantino like have you seen the new one uh which one the one with uh, uh leonardo yeah, and uh, Brad Pitt, like the sun never Once sets. Once upon or, a or, time yeah. in Hollywood. Yes, yes, I have not seen it. No. I want to see it so bad because I love Leonardo DiCaprio, and I'm so glad they got together. Dude, it's uh, Cause it's crazy because it's like some, it's like a real event with that Quentin Tarantino. Like it's gonna be different. It's gonna twist. It's gonna well, be. And it's so interesting how he shoots movies. Like everybody shoots movies uh, high. Mm-hmm. Like they shoot movies up here. Like mid-range he shoots him like down here yeah that's a good observation i don't even like, notice that like if you watch the way he shoots scenes like that kill bill scene where she's fighting everybody in the blue room yeah that shot like here. bro the, the, both those movies are like my favorite one of my favorite movies like, all he does movies, the best directing i don't care what anybody especially says. pulp fiction was such a like a shocking movie because they had like the beginning diner scene yes. and they cut to all these scenes <laughs> yeah and then you get back to the diner scene at the end and then everything ties together and it puts you everywhere like it makes you move and it makes you think too like my dad put me on that movie when i was like seven <laughs> i'm like a seven-year-old watching this movie and i'm like who made this and dude your dad is dope oh yeah my dad's great like i love my family my family's family is a very important a support system is important in anything mm-hmm. but like my and they family, support your music family. and all that you know the best of their abilities because they don't really understand it mm-hmm. i try to explain it i'll show them music like he just uh i dropped a video four months ago called hey really yeah 
the fuck did i miss that and like, it, it's basically it's what it really is all about like i mean i can just sh- show you like one image on it really quick mm-hmm. but like what the song is about is the fact that uh i've moved i just upped and moved from home oh i was gonna ask you too what what was what was it that brought you from portland to dude to i i'm not i like change and I'm not very good with just sitting stagnant. Like getting in the same routine. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you grow up somewhere and then you just see everybody doing the same shit. That's how it was for me, It too. gets boring. Mm-hmm. You're like, dude, what are we doing? Like, all we do is come, we go to work and we come home and smoke weed and talk about dreams. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to go out and start doing it. Yeah. And so, you know, all my friends back home, I love all my friends. And they all support me, too. And I, you know, I appreciate that to the fullest. But, like. I can't do what they do because mm-hmm. I that makes me uncomfortable. Being comfortable makes me uncomfortable. Bro, you're the one out of 10, 20, 30 friends that's like, dude, yeah, I'm out. Well, and you're the rare like in every group there's this one kid yeah. or this one person that's like I want more than this. And I wasn't like the most popular kid in high school. That's always the fucking kid. I was never. That's the thing. It's I was, never the most popular kid that actually yeah. goes out and gets shit done. I was that just, motherfucker is like addicted to oxycotton, <laughs> yeah. bro. I was. I was the kid that like, I fucked with everybody, nerds, jocks. Like you know, I played sports, but like during football season, me and some of the football players would play magic cards at lunch. Wow, like that's some nerdy shit. Yeah, and that's on the dope. Wee- on the weekends, we'd smoke weed and play magic. Like, we didn't do what jocks did. Like yeah. we weren't. But you're like, I could play football too. Let's go. Yeah, like I was, and I was good too. But and then now I make music, and people are like, what? Like, is there anything you don't think you can do? And I'm like, no, there's not. Like, I think one day I want to act because I. We just talked about movies and mm-hmm. talked about one of the greatest directors, if not the greatest director ever. But I want to get into acting. If I slim up, maybe modeling, but I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like my image where it's at, yeah. and I can still model being. Modeling's a weird way thing. I am. Modeling like is weird. And it's changed so much, too. Just okay. like music. It's changed so much. Like, Ashley Graham, uh, you know, and uh, what's her face? Kate Upton. Mm-hmm. You know, they helped restore the image of, you know, being big is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like Oh, you, dude, who's like, done the best? Lizzo. She's amazing. Oh, my okay, God, so bro. I, I just had this conversation, uh, you know, from being from Portland, I have a lot of gay friends. Mm-hmm. And which I don't think is something anybody should ever like judge or anything like people that. People are like, fucking I, I think, people, bro. Yeah, Who gives a fuck. Yeah, just love everybody. And that's what I love about Lizzo. But I was just talking to them about this because, you know, they love. She puts on for the gay community like very well. Mm-hmm. And I like the way she does that, too. She just puts um, on for so like all people. Yeah. You know, and, and women, too. And women like too, she empowers yeah. them. Women empowerment movement that she's got going on. Um, I'll and then just being like, and, and then being a big girl too, and like holding it down in a, I mean, like, cause the whole stigma is like, you need to be, you need to be tight. You need to yeah. be skinny. You need to be hot. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. I got the voice of Aretha she, Franklin. That girl, man. But, and I, I was telling them, I'm like, I don't really like her music. I think she's she's very talented. I like mm-hmm. it to the point and I give her respect on the talent level. But like you know she's good, but it's just not your type of music. It's more so in the sense of like how you were talking about if somebody's already shining, let them shine. Mm-hmm. Like I've you know like you're worried about other people. Yeah, but mm-hmm. her performing, her performances, wow. Yeah, like she's one. If she doesn't win Performer of the Year sometime in the future, I'm gonna be very surprised because she's so talented. Because she just that. comes out in a wedding she, dress or anything. All right, hold on. Hold that thought for two seconds. I'm going to go grab us another bottle. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. 
<laughs> but that's she's a great great performer um oh so here's that video that i was telling you about so like it basically just so when did this come out uh four months ago and i put scenes from tarantino movies in there on the back um, this was a fun video to show. So how, who does your guys' videos? <laughs> I'll tell you. So the story behind that one is one of my ex-girlfriends, they have a big projector, like theater. Okay. And so I took, she let me use her camera. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to shoot this. So what I did is I went and chopped up like a bunch of pictures and videos of my family and everything that's made me who I am. Okay. Like in the background? Yeah. And so I put my song behind that put it on youtube on private so only i could find it ah okay <laughs> played it on the projector and then i came in and i put the camera on like you know those dinner things that you can sit on yeah like, yeah, yeah. like from like a little dinner tray yeah yeah i put it on that and then i like, tilted it up so it had the angle then i recorded it like five different times and redid it and uh, then we, and then we chopped dope, it up like bro. that is this what you guys usually do? Do you guys have? We like make a, all of our own videos. That is so fucking yeah. dope, bro. We make all of our own videos. So Anthem's got that one in uh, the weed spot. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's the it. first time I ever it. heard any any anybody. That's like roll the first it. thing that put me on to everybody. Yeah, that song has been popping too. Damn, bro. But um, yeah, like I love it. Like this is everybody's favorite song that I talk to. Dude, I, I can't believe I, is that on your album or is that just no? A, it's just you know I haven't released it yet. <laughs> Ooh, but it's out on YouTube. Yeah, and I th I wanted to test uh to see kind of like what numbers I got on certain things when it came to just putting out a video, mm -hmm. and so I just put out the video for that and haven't put it out. But I'm gonna put it out soon. I'm I can probably put it out today if I fucking wanted to. But you should. I just haven't had. You know, I'm working on a project, so that whole thing's going different. But this was tying back to my family. And so mm -hmm. I have a little sister who is like the most important person to me in the whole world. Like everybody else can fuck off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you touch my sister. What's your guys' age difference? Uh, she's turning 13 this year and I'll be 25. So wow. 12 years. Yeah. So that's a big, that's a big deal. Yeah. And it's, it's really funny because uh, I have a weird family, you know, like we talked about in high school, I was that same person in my family. Like, I have a younger brother, so he got a lot more attention than me growing up. Mm -hmm. I have stepbrothers, so they got a lot more attention than me growing up from, you know, their stepparents. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, they had to be attentive to the stepkids, me, and my little brother. It's a challenge being a parent to, you mm -hmm. know, trying to equally dish out. And usually the oldest one is like, hey, dude, figure the fuck out. Yeah. We're and taking care of your younger siblings. Well, and I was always kind of in the middle too. So both my stepbrothers are the same age as me. Okay. And then, um, but one's from my dad and my stepmom and the one's from my mom and my stepdad. Okay. And then I have older siblings too. So I have two twin brothers that are from my stepdad's side of the family. Shit. And then I have an older brother and sister who are like literally related to me. And then I have So my, how old are they? Like 30s? Uh, so Chris and Casey, who are my two twin older brothers, they, um, well, Casey's going to be, I think they turned 31, 32 this oh, year. Oh, okay, cool. So they're not, there's not a huge they're gap like between age, us. They're like yeah. my age, so like not too big. Yeah. Yeah. And like still relatable. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I don't see them a lot anymore. Um, unfortunately my brother, one of my twin brothers passed away two years ago, so I mm. can't, you know, obviously I don't see him ever. Yeah. But, uh, and then I have my older brother, Chris, and my older sister, Brittany, and my sister lives out here, but I'm so busy that, like, 
it's hard for me to connect with my family right now. Dude, it's really tough. Just like you feel like, man, I should be putting more attention in. But then at the same time, I'm like, they, they want to see me succeed. Well, and if I, I'm not, I'm working f- this, everything I do for music isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Like I make music cause I like, I, I love music. Mm-hmm. But when it, if I get famous and it comes to money and all that stuff like that, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's for Your family. Yeah, because my my biggest goal is buy my mother a house and put my little sister through college. God, that's that's all I want. Because you know, like I said, well, she's thirteen. You got time. What like five years? You got fucking <laughs> but time. Yeah, she, uh, she's funny too because we're not actually related by any means. Mm-hmm. But she, I'm, she's more similar to me than any of my other siblings. Well, and like, then that's a, that's like a discussion of not everybody that is blood related to you is your family, and not everybody that's fucking you know not related to you isn't family. Right, and that's how I am with just my friends too. Like everybody I make music with is family to me, and we treat it like a brotherhood too, which is very rare. It's very in music rare. and stuff so like that rare. too, especially in hip hop. But uh, my dad asked me what if I had stuff on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I got stuff on YouTube. Yeah, it's hard. My question is like. I, d- I tell them where to find all of it. I'm like, you can God go watch man. it. And then my little sister saw and she texted me and she's like, I can't believe you put me in your video. <laughs> oh, because she saw, yeah, she saw that a video. video of her doing the little dance she's like, that all those kids in. You she, did not tell me about this. Yeah, she what she said is 13 year olds are always embarrassed. She's like, so all funny the too. She's she's just super smart. She texted me. Uh, what did she say? I got to see what she said because she's such a funny little kid. Um, did I delete that message? Anywho, she texted me and she said, um, I can't believe you did that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, nobody's met you, Kaylee. Like, just chill. See, so like, my, my family's all, like, from the country. So they just don't understand. Yeah. See, it, it's kind of like, oh, you're a rapper. Yeah. Oh, you're you're doing a rap. And, like, when they think of rapping, they're, like, sleeve tattoos and face tattoos. Murder, and like yeah, Gang slanging. Like, yeah. And gang like banging. Drug slanging. Yeah. And, like, rims. I'm like, no. dude, listen. <laughs> This is like there's many levels. This is the thing. There's different genres in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's not this. Everybody wants to like to think that it's just this one thing. Because in country music, it's kind of like this one thing. It or is. It, it I mean, is. even in rock music, there's different genres. It is, yeah, that's definitely. kind of a norm. But well, like I guess with jazz, it's like oh, there's a one thing. There's a, you know, with hip hop, it's so different. You have that. You got some auto tune. You got some kind of just mumble shit. You got some old school hip hop shit. You got the southern shit. Yeah. People doing melodies. You got you know the West Coast, the East the lyrical, Coast, the just everything. That's the beautiful. It's a fucking. It's a type of expression. It doesn't see the thing that made my music better was realizing that I don't have to follow rules. And yeah, same here. I don't have to go by a template. Nope. It's actually frowned upon to go by the template. Yeah. Just do what you're feeling. <laughs> Hip hop music lets you have the freedom to do whatever you want. You never like if you're thinking because like a lot of times we would do like a, a hook and then a verse and yeah. then a hook yeah. and then a verse yeah. and then a hook and we're just like, what? What are we doing? Let's not do a hook. Like, Fuck let's that. Just do <laughs> yeah. Let's just fuck it. Yeah, no hook. Yeah. Let's we, just do what we want to do. We have songs together as like a group where we just go back and forth. Like nobody hits, hits a hook. We don't even talk about the same fucking topic on yeah. it, but it works. Yeah. And that's the thing that's amazing about hip hop music is it just works. If you just do what you want to do, it works. Mm-hmm. Because and it's you. That's what people are. People are buying into you. Yeah. They're not buying. I mean, some people buy into a popular song, 
But most people that are a fan of you, they're like, dude, like I fuck with this dude, like his yeah. message, his whole thing. That's that, what they're buying into. And that's a, something everybody has to work on in hip hop music. And you got to find yourself. You gotta, yeah. That's a whole image thing is just be you, mm-hmm. be you talk about you, you know, live life too. Like, don't be afraid to just fucking like today after this, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's business but like you got to relax sometimes too because mm-hmm. you're gonna burn yourself out you do bro you got to take a break you got to be able to and the thing the other thing i realized is that if you're gonna make music you have to go through experiences yeah so you, go travel go music especially because go do shit bro if you're just going like you're saying going to work coming home yeah. smoking weed doing yeah. the same thing then you're what are you gonna rap about you have nothing to talk about you have nothing if to you're talk not getting about. your heart broken if you're not breaking hearts like if you're not going through shitty shit getting when your car fights. breaks down yeah, or like fight, if you're not yeah. doing shit like if you're not doing shit you can't make shit Mm -hmm. and it's so hard too because uh you're talking about country and how it's pretty much the same thing all around but the you know it's changed i've watched it change because i still listen to country music i listen Mm -hmm. to all music and my family is similar to your family they're part of them is all just country music and so when Mm -hmm. they tell them i make hip-hop of course they're not going to just play it in their car Mm -hmm. but they're going to support me listen to it and be like okay cool and it's a little interesting how you know my whole music thing came about because one of my stepbrothers makes hip hop music too. Really? Yeah, but he started doing it when we were in like middle school. Like wow. he, when he he was recording on. Um, so he'd been doing it for a while. Well, he doesn't do it anymore. He did it for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, everybody has their issues that they come, and you got to fight through it. And that's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. But he he started doing that, and then he dropped out. But he still makes it. He just doesn't put stuff out. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. So he that, just like does it for himself. Yeah. And then um, my two twin brothers that I had mentioned were in a band in high school. Like a rock band? Mm-hmm. That's and then some, and then my stepdad was also in a band going th- when he was going through school. So like school. your whole, a like, b- bunch of your family's into music. Yeah. They all love music and they've all had like their own little ventures with it too. Like my mom can sing very well. She won't admit it and she won't do it for nobody. Really? But she can sing pretty well. Like I've listened to her sing growing up. A lot um, of people are like that, bro. They don't want to. They're like, no, 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 I'm not that good. You're yeah. Like, no, you're. what? And like okay. my my little sister started doing little music things. Like she writes skits and stuff. Like she writes plays. Like mm-hmm. she does plays. She. Wow. I think she's gonna be an actor. And she's thirteen. Or an actress. Yeah, she's thirteen. Jesus, bro, that's a. But I always tell she's her to got a step ahead. I always tell her, I'm like, Kaylee, be creative, have fun, be you. And she's like the most educated thirteen year old I think so, I've ever how, met in my how life. Tough is like thirteen to seventeen. That's like the hardest Especially fucking for a woman, for a girl. I mean, just a for me, woman. it was tough. I can only imagine what it's like for a girl. Because for me, I mean, fuck, for me, I was like looking for acceptance from the girls. I was yeah. like, yo, what's <laughs> up? Like, I'm trying, you know, and they're just like, you're corny, bro. Well, and they have everything going on with their body and stuff, too. And like, and me, too. I'm just well, like, yeah, here well, we are, too. Yeah. Like, I'm like, God, like, we can't communicate right. Yeah, like, no. And it was I a weird time. dude. It is a weird time, too, because, you know, I think 17 or 13 to 17 is tough. I think 17 to like 20 is like the easiest one of the easiest points in your life because, you know, you're cool in high school. You figured out your spot in high school. You graduate. You get your first job. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of going through life. You don't have a lot to like a lot of responsibility, but at the no. same time, it's building. I feel like there's it's a coming. there is a lot of responsibility that you just don't see, right? So when I see artists or somebody like if I see somebody like Django or Karma, right, or you, yeah, somebody who's young yeah. and they're doing it, and I'm like, 
fuck, I wish I was like that well put together and smart when I was like 21, 22, 23, because I was like, I was just like fucking off at that age. I was just like, <laughs> I was just well, like rapping and shit, but I wasn't like thinking busy. Oh, we like got to do these videos. Serious. We got to. Yeah. I was just well, like, oh, you know, it's all good. Like I got all the time in the world. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, oh shit. You turn 30, you're like. You don't have as much time as you think, bro. You better, you know, when you're 40, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> right. Like you. Well, and it's funny, too, that you mentioned Django and Karma be, and myself, I guess. Because um, if you look at the three of us, we're all so different. And then if you also, from what I've seen with how they've gotten to the point mm-hmm. where they've gotten in music, Karma was kind of at the same point that you were talking about where he was just fu- fucking around, just doing Facebook videos, mm-hmm. rapping like that. And they started taking it serious, mm-hmm. and look where he's at. So when did you when did you first hear this guy, Karma? Yeah, I've been listening to Karma for so one of my friends when I last four years actually shit. When I first moved out to Spokane, one of my roommates that I lived with because I moved into a house with Gonzaga students. Dope. I didn't know anybody. I That's just I, great. I walked in. I said, "Yo, what's up? <laughs> I'm Brandon." <laughs> They're like. Do you go to GU? I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, like, because I can't afford that. They're like, Like, perfect. We fucking tired of GU students. Yeah. and Somebody new. And they're hella snobby sometimes too, but you know, they they drink hard and they get their shit done and they get a good degree. But so my roommate, Miles, is from that area Mm -hmm. and he knew Karma from high school. He went to high school with him. And so he started showing me his stuff, but you know, but that's when he was just freestyling on facebook he so wasn't you weren't even, even seeing songs or no videos songs or no videos no like what's this guy doing so you I, were on but way before me well i even asked my roommate too i'm like I'm like is he taking it serious and he's like nah he's just doing it and i'm like he should take it serious because he's really fucking good yeah and then like a year and a half later he started taking it serious and now look at where he's at he just went on tour with ryan carvey so the first year. thing i saw was uh that come our way video mm-hmm right mm-hmm. like that shit with him standing with a little you know the mm-hmm. little spin like mm-hmm. all that i was just like oh this is like he's very creative i was literally like who the fuck is this and like i think i saw it on like a te- like a 10 second instagram ad that just repeated yeah <laughs> and just repeated and i was like wait and all of a sudden i was hooked like yeah. it was a natural thing like i wasn't in the same city he didn't do a show i was just like talent i was and, like this is dope and that's and that's the thing too that he has talent and so when he started taking it serious look at where he's at but now. bro it's the same thing with you like i that there's a reason that you're on my podcast I, right now bro like that. you're I it. like i fuck with what you're doing i was like you know this is my thing bro there's a lot of people that you can fuck with that yeah. are popping right and i'm like and i i look at your shit and i'm like yo this is fire and his and it, and his team is fire, and I just feel like they could get a little bit more love. So like, let me let me like show them to my people, so that yeah. way they can they can get in on that vibe too. Yeah, because I I don't want to have a podcast that's like I gotta put people this person on or that person on. Like yeah. I want to literally handpick, right? So people are gonna people are gonna hit me up and they're gonna say, hey man, I want to get on your podcast. I'm gonna say, hey man, cool. Like when I see something that you do that catches me in a way that I'm like, I want to have that guy on, yeah. I'm going to have you on. Well, yeah. And that's, a, that's just a crazy thing too, though. Like with the three of those three guys, including myself is I'm just looking at it in the sense of karma had talent, put in the work and look where he's at. Mm-hmm. Django's got a phenomenal team. Mm-hmm. If Django, like Django, if you listen to this, I'm not saying anything bad. 
But if Django didn't have the team he has, he wouldn't be as far as where he's at. I, I feel like it's the same both ways, right? Yeah, so it, it is, and it's, so a, it's like give and take. Karma has a has a team. They got Dream Team, right? He's got Justin Frick shooting all those videos. Yeah. But I do see a difference between like the creativity. Yeah. So Django is much more like I don't want to say this in a bad way but like cool guy like he comes out he's energetic he's electric yeah. he's like the fucking rock when he's he was doing a, fucking yeah. wrestling he's like he comes out too. he comes out and he's like electric right I'm gonna be honest when I saw Karma come out and do a live show I was kind of underwhelmed yeah. he came out in like sweatpants and shit yeah. and I was like but that's what makes it unique too. but and then like, I, shit, it grew on me and I, I appreciate it so yeah. much because it's him it's him it's him so be he's him. not that's why I put those two guys together bro they're friends they both make successful music, but you got this one dude who's so kind of focused on having an image, and this other dude that's just like fuck it, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> fuck it. And it's it's <laughs> awesome too because we don't have like we don't see a lot of that with music artists. Like every artist wants to be something. That is Karma's image. Is fuck it. Mm -hmm. And I and think then he went on tour with Tech Nine and Ryan Carveo and Ryan Carveo, and then he I think he had like uh, like a death in the family or something pretty sad and like. I've only seen him post up things on Instagram and shit. Cause like I was seeing him post up all the time, right? Like, oh, on tour, he's out, he's out doing all these things. And I'm just seeing him post up like shit about Bernie Sanders or some shit. Like I'm just oh, seeing really? like periodic like global warming or like like I'm just seeing shit. But I'm like, what the fuck is Karma doing, man? Like, is is he all right? Like, he's dope. He's dope. He's really he's so cool. dope. He's super cool. And then yeah, and Django's team's really good because you know Django's team brought Karma out here. Mm-hmm. Django's team brought Macintosh out here. Django's team brought Travis Dude, Thompson Django's out here. Dude, Django's team is uh, the very, very diligent, well thought out. And Django is like that legacy song. Mm -hmm. With Kung Fu Grip. Like that song is like a classic song. Like King of the Nine is it's cool. It's not my favorite song. But that motherfucking legacy song, like they had something. They milked that song for so long. The video, they had it on Cam Newton's fucking... Yeah. When I saw that shit on Cam Newton shit, I was like, "Well, that's an inter but it's an interesting process what? too." Because the thing is, is like Cam Newton didn't have somebody make that video and put that song on there. Mm -hmm. You know, they made that video, they put that song on there, and they sent it to Cam Newton's. And he team. was like, "Yeah, this is fire." So he put it on his page. Like you, you can get things and make it. That's and that's social media, man. You can make things seem certain ways. You know what's fucked but up, different. bro? Is when you see somebody have like a big break that you think is a big break, and then you're like you see him not thrive that much off of it. See, and I thought him having... I was like, oh, he's going to be... He's fucking, you know, blowing up. And, yeah. and he's doing great things. He's on tour with... Uh, he's doing uh, shit with Aaron Cohen right now. Who's yeah, a, who's I a dude. like that guy. And he's, he's dope. Um, but still, it's like... Jaron Benton's artist. You would think that it would just be... Like somebody on Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Like it would just boom. Like yeah. it would just turn into that thing. So when you're an artist and you see somebody like, like if Russell Wilson was doing a workout playing my song, I'd be like, I made it. Right. You didn't. That's the thing is that even well, though that your your video on Cam Newton shit got uh, two hundred, three hundred thousand views, yeah. and it got all this shit. It's Cam Newton though. It's still. You're still like, fuck, I still got to work. I still got like, this isn't like a ticket. See, and I thought about doing something similar to that too after Damon Lillard hit that buzzer beater over OKC. Because I have a song that like the chorus says, that boy right there might just be a problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it, it goes, I like it. It's one of my favorite songs I've ever done, but I haven't put it out yet. 
Okay, I was and gonna so, say, is it out? I don't know. No, no, it's, it's coming on the. It's gonna come on American Hustle. I've been saving music to put out. Oh, talk about American Hustle. Yeah, so American Hustle is gonna come out in October. That's the plan at the moment. Ooh, that's you know, so plans close. Change. That's one month a, a two, month two, and some change. Yeah, two, it's, it's two September months from tomorrow. Because oh, you're talking because you're talking uh, end Halloween. of Halloween, end of October. Halloween. Okay, it's a dark album. Um, Ooh, there's a lot of heartbreak behind it. Real there's, personal. It's just, I think this is me really coming forward as an artist. Like, Love is Naked was like, I was comfortable putting mm -hmm. that out. That one was, you know, one of my big things and part of my image is women. And so that exploited that part of my image. Mm -hmm. And so I put that out there. But, like, a lot of people don't know that there's a lot behind another person. Like, I'm a pretty boy. I know that. I mm -hmm. own it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But... I'm like a very aggressive person at the same time. Like mm -hmm. I'm a pretty boy, but I'll fuck you up. You're, <laughs> so you're a rapper. This is a very interesting thing as a rapper that doesn't smoke weed. Used to yeah. smoke weed, does not I smoke weed. To, yep. On your grind, staying, staying diligent, not getting high. Yeah. And I'm, I drink, um, everybody around me smokes, which is the funny part too, that everybody thinks is ironic. And I look like I smoke. Mm -hmm. They're like, like, I could ask this guy where some weeds yeah, at. Yeah. You got a lighter. Like I get asked if I have a lighter all the you definitely look like the kind of guy that's got a lighter and uh, you know, it's funny because i keep a lighter in my car for my friends not for me but i keep it in there for like them. i know they're gonna ask yeah and i actually keep <laughs> i'll keep wraps in my car too so if they bring weed they can smoke weed jesus bro yeah, what a like, fucking friend i just gotta look out for my people i'm you looking know? for wraps all the time <laughs> oh you got a wrap oh like, fuck oh we got wraps on deck i keep them i keep them in my car sometimes um just depends on what's happening that week too like if i know i'm about to drive everybody around a lot you, you'll have them so that's how I am. I, I want to have something good for my guests. Yeah, um, and I appreciate this crown. Like, even just having like a blunt, like just this amount of time without a blunt is weird for me. Do you're more than welcome to smoke. I it just, doesn't I just bother didn't, me to smoke. I just smoke. didn't bring none. I, I, we smoked. <laughs> Last time we did a podcast. You got them so high. They were so confused oh that when we were God. driving home. They, Slim, I think, passed out in the car, and then Ellie was like tired. She went home and slept. I'm like, damn. Dude, I, I loaded that shit with fire. I wanted to make sure that everybody that hit it was like, Whoa, what mm -hmm. the fuck you smoking? <laughs> and, they, and they commented on it too. But yeah, American Hustle is just really like me. Like that's me coming out to me. And like American Hustle to me isn't, um, it's not based off the movie with what's her face. Bradley Cooper it. and fucking, what's her name? The Cat girl Katniss. Yeah, well, Katniss Everdeen. What's her fucking <laughs> name, dude? Uh, uh, I always forget her name, honestly. I don't know why. I think it's because she had the Hunger Games role. Somebody's like sitting behind this fucking video right now like, yelling the name yeah like <laughs> and they will too and that's gonna be funny uh what is her name i can't remember but it's more so about um you know dealing with pain being you and like still pushing like because i have a song on there about my mom that anytime i go home my mom asks me when i'm having kids mm -hmm. mom i'm 24 that's how my dad is i don't want kids right now mm -hmm. i got too much i'm trying to do i don't want kids right now mm -hmm. if it happens then I'm gonna, I'll I'm gonna handle it. I'll take, yeah. I'll take responsibility. And so, like, I have a song on there that says, uh, you know, there's one line in there that I'm like, what if I don't like that bitch? Mm. And it's basically like, I could be with a girl, get her pregnant, have a baby, you're happy, but like, now I don't like her mm -hmm. and I don't wanna be with her. But I have a kid, and so like now the money that I'm supposed to be putting towards my dream, my dream is going towards my child, mm. which you know, I, kids are in my future. Mm -hmm. But it's more so like, 
this is my future right mm-hmm. now. I can do that when I do this, mm-hmm. after I do this. And you get to my age, bro, and you start thinking like, damn, bro. Like, because m- all my friends had kids when they were young and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So my, they just yeah. did it. Well, my brother popped had a baby two years ago, and my little nephew, and then my older brother. Has How a old kid. is he? Uh, same age as me. So he turns 25, 25 this year. See you know what I'm well. saying? Like, I'm 32. I'm thinking, like, damn, dog, if you're going to have a kid, you should probably just do it. But you, you don't just do it. That's the thing, bro. Whoa. It's like, it, you know, and I don't want to really, like, accept the fact that, like, kids aren't in my future because I'm super selfish right. for my time. And I want all my money to go into my dream. Yeah. And I am, like, I won't be with a woman unless it's right the one like it you know what i'm saying not necessarily the one i mean yeah no no like i'll date yeah but it's gonna be somebody you can fuck with every day and if you guys especially if you're talking marriage or a kid or things like that bro it's gotta be someone families i've just i guess maybe you live in a fairy tale where you're kind of like you just know yeah and i just don't know i just haven't got to that point yeah see and you meet some and you meet women and you meet people and you're just like fuck like maybe that was her because i fucked with her so much and then it just it's gone because you have to move you gotta go you gotta do See, what so you're my doing. dad like i come from like a, a father that had th- two failed marriages and then yeah. and then got you know m- made it happen on the third time well, so it's like i don't want to i don't want to go through all that mm-hmm. i don't want to go through the marriage and the divorce and kids the heartbreak other and, and the, yeah the stepkids and all that shit like i really want to find somebody but then at the same time you might find somebody and then you can't have kids or some shit. And you're right. Like, and I maybe maybe that's just like, maybe that's the reason that people lead with like, hey, man, it was meant to be. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm not meant to have kids. Well, and then, you know, go based off, you know, how you're talking about your family. Like, my family's split. Like, super split. So I'm split a little bit. I got a, a stepdad and a mom. My stepdad I've lived with since I was three. Yeah. And then a step, and then a dad and a stepmom. And she's been my stepmom probably like 15 years yeah so it's like i've had these two families right but yeah, I, yeah i've gone through a lot of different shit me and my, my my stepdad and my mom very close like i show him my music I, the, we have a music video that's not even out yet i just sent it to him i was like yo check this out like my dad i ain't even told him my rap like my dad like my dad like when Trump got elected, had a Trump flag flying oh, in his yard, right? Yeah, yeah. Like my dad was in the Marine Corps. My dad, like my stepmom was in the Marine Corps. Like God. they're, so it's like a. So they're, they're strict. Dogs. <laughs> they're probably strict. It's strict. strict and it's like, it's just a, it's just a, it's a weird place to be. I definitely like with my mom and my stepdad, I feel like I can just be like, hey, listen, I smoke weed. Listen, yeah. this is what I do. I rap. See, and they're like, you know, that's awesome. And my stepdad's like, or my, my real dad's like, Son, you need, you need to go to rehab. You need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to go to rehab. You need now, to get a job in the labor union. Son. Yeah, why? But seeing that, my family is kind of similar to that. My stepdad and my mom and I are very close. Like my, I've known my stepdad since I was six, five, wow. five, yeah, five. I was wow. five, and so I've known my stepbrother who had the kid recently, Kyler. That's like one of my best friends. Like he'll be one of my best men in my wedding if mm-hmm. I ever have a wedding. But that's the thing is my mom's been with three different dudes, married to one technically, mm-hmm. or no, married to two, I believe. Okay. Um, the first one's my real dad. Mm-hmm. Don't know who he is. Second mm-hmm. one is my my 
dad that I call dad, which is now with my stepmom. And they're very similar on the sense of like, they're a little more strict, old school. Like, wow, that's real interesting. So yeah, I have a weird life. So man. not your, not your life. biological dad, but a dad that you, you were really raised with, really connected with. Yeah. He, but then he you, raised me. So him he, and your mom broke up. So he met my mom when I was two years old. Okay. Or no, actually, how the fuck? Cause I was two and my little brother was born. Um, he met my mom before I was one, I believe. And then, you know, had my little brother moved on to that and then they got a divorce when I was five so they only stayed together for like four years and then I met my stepdad and then my dad met my stepmom when I was like nine ah because okay. my, my dad and my mom were very young when they had me like mm-hmm. my mom was 22 when she had me and my dad was 21 when she you had never met brother. your biological father uh once once but like really and, young and it or? was a forced meeting to like or when I, you were I, older no i was very young i was uh oh, okay. i was seven years old i believe and my mom like pushed me outside to meet him wow and so it wasn't it wasn't anything i ever was comfortable you really with interested in it no like dude this is my dad no yeah and i so my dad dad um that's that's him and then the guy that is my dad technically like i have my older brother chris and my older sister Brittany, mm-hmm. who are his kids as well okay. and so they always remind me they're like he's your dad and i'm like i know he's not because they they have a different relationship uh yeah so like he he raised them mm-hmm. um and then but didn't raise me and my mom like moved on from that so they're trying to get you on the page like no 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 it's like it's, yeah it's, like he's like your, not to me but that's the thing too is like as a man like anybody can be a dad mm-hmm. but it takes a man to raise a child yeah, I love that fucking. I love that line, bro. That's, like, th- it's so true because it's like your stepfather, right? That's that's like a dirty word. Yeah. Your stepfather. Yeah. Because that's always like a step parent. Always seems to be like it's kind of like the mean parent. And there's a negative connotation behind it, and yeah. it's not even true. Like my stepdad is amazing. Like mine he, too. Yeah. He put me. He helped me through a lot of shit with my mother. Like he's helped. He's supported me moving out here. You know. Mm-hmm. He helped me get out here supports my music like he just he's caring mm-hmm. he's a dick he's an asshole <laughs> like any other fucking parent yeah but he's older and he's yeah he, you gotta be a little you gotta be a little fucking and but i want to be who i am today if if it wasn't for him and, and that's how i feel too man that's how i feel about my stepdad man yeah. motherfucker was super tight bro we wasn't allowed to we wasn't allowed to like wear shoes in the house and like i feel like he would tell me to do the dishes and then he would like dirty up the dishes for me to do more dishes like when i was a kid <laughs> yeah, bro that's but, my stepdad too. but then when you get older you're like i see you i see why you were doing this because i was a little bitch back then and you fucking made me like the person that's getting the fucking dishes done yeah like i'd get shit done right yeah. now i would have been a fucking idiot back then and then yeah so my stepdad like on the weekends if we wanted to do something especially in high school it was either so i played football so friday i mm-hmm. had games so i would go straight home my girl would come over go to sleep that's mm-hmm. it and then the weekend saturday and sunday he's like all right so you guys can do chores on saturday or you guys can do chores on sunday and, but you guys have to pick a day. So mm-hmm. three brothers had to pick one day. I'm in football. I mm-hmm. love football. I'm trying to watch football on fucking Sunday. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to get up at the crack of dawn mm-hmm. and do uh, yard work while I'm Tom Brady's throwing touchdowns for Randy Moss <laughs> at the moment. You got me fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying to see this shit right now. <laughs> and, um, no, I'm trying to mow the fucking lawn, yeah, bro. Come and, on. And so I always try to talk my brothers into Saturdays, but they always wanted to go do things. And I'm like, yeah. 
Are they trying to go out on a Saturday? Yeah, like they're trying to go hang out with their friends. And I'm like, bro, let's just let's just get it done early on Saturday. Go do that. That way we can relax on Sunday and just watch sports and shit like that and chill. So were they not so much into sports? Uh, no, they weren't. My brother, they're like, bro, we don't really give a fuck yeah. about that damn Tom Brady. It was, fuck. it was. My little brother likes sports. He he was a Colts fan, so he like didn't watch because they sucked. Weird, yeah, um, Colts fan. Yeah, yeah very, see a lot very, of those. Very, very, very weird. Uh, my best friend's actually a Colts fan too, so it's <laughs> super funny. My, Yo, shout so, out to Roddy's best friend. Yeah, who's a, who's a Colts fan. <laughs> so my best friend's a Colts fan. My little brother's a Colts fan. I'm a big Patriots fan, and my little brother's best friend oh, is fuck. also a Patriots fan. Jesus, Christ. but I'm a big Boston fan too. I want to move to the East Coast so bad. So my buddy, uh, you know who? Have you heard of Derek Jenkins? Jinx Universe. You know who that is? I think I've heard of so him. So he's a uh, okay. So I want you to check him out, bro. His name's Derek Jenkins. He just did a. He just did a song. It's called Pushing Back. It's like a Donald Trump fuck you type of song. It's just like kind of really like he's dude. He's super fucking talented. Is it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. All that shit. And um, Jenkins just normal spelling. Yeah. And he's he's actually uh, oh, actually D-E-R-R-I-C-K is actually what it is. Yeah. Jenkins normal spelling. But he uh, he's moving. He's from Boston. Really? Yeah, and he's moving back over there, and um, that's the only reason I bring it up. But so the obviously you're a Patriots fan, yeah, Red Sox, Celtics, Jesus. Bruins too. Obviously, I'm a Mariners fan. I, I, but I support all my local teams. I God don't damn. fuck with the Seahawks, but that's also because I didn't. I hate Pete Carroll. I fucking bro, hate that hate fucking Pete uh, so God, much. that damn Super Bowl, bro, I, made Seahawks fans cry, and bro. Hate Patriots fans for the rest of their dude, life. Dude, just too. that interception, we was just like, we got this, and then like, oh. Well, and you no. know what made me so upset about that game too is the fact that Jermaine Curse made that catch, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like every Super Bowl we've gotten into the last three times, this shit's happened. <laughs> Somebody's made some stupid ass catch. Fuck. And I'm so glad when I watched that Falcon Super Bowl that we came back on. So glad Edelman made a catch very similar to that. Yeah. But well, that catch from the Seahawks one where he just butted in and just grabbed it. I mean, that was the craziest. Like, I, imagine just like a whole Seahawks party going down, everybody cheering. Oh no, trust me, I know. I had I had one. <laughs> and then everybody just everybody's just like, all right, we out. Peace. So, everybody yeah. starts leaving. I'm like, dude, the vibe is gone, bro. Dude, We're doing I, so good. I was so I was living in a house back in Portland and um. Everybody, 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 and their mom, Seahawks fan that's out there. You're like the the you're the guy that like the one. So I'm wearing my Brady jersey, right? <laughs> oh my and, and god! My, my buddy comes over. My They're little, like, bro. Yeah. So I invited my little brother and shit, and he uh, brought his friend that's also a Patriots fan. So he's rocking. I don't even know what jersey he was rocking. I think he was rocking like a. He was rocking a Bledsoe jersey. He was rocking an old school jersey. Okay. Yeah. And so him and I were sitting there like in the corner <laughs> watching this game at my house. The outcast. You're like and, outcast yeah, in your own spot. In, in my like, own home. And then my little brother and all his friends are all, you know, he just roots for the Seahawks because it's going against me. That's a brother rivalry already. Okay. Yeah. But everybody in their motherfucking mom is wearing Seahawks jerseys. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, we're like 20 deep in my house just watching it on the big screen. And we're sitting there and I'm like. Alright, he just made that catch. That's bullshit. Like I sit, I sat there. I put my head down. I'm like, again. You're like it's go. over. Like, like, we like we're about like to it's, lose. It's, 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 it's like the Seahawks because the Seahawks at that point were, were on this weird strategic. Like they just did crazy shit, bro, and to win. And it was amazing too because it, it was cool watching that because I, I rooted for the Seahawks growing up because I was kind of forced to well i mean that was your team portland obviously doesn't have yeah a team. and i you know i was still a pa- i was a patriots fan since i've been like five wow 
Um, my dad's a huge 49ers fan. Try to push that on me. I'm like, they suck. That's funny, Fuck dude. That. My stepdad is a super fucking 49er fan. Really? I never See, caught on. Well, and it's funny now, too, because Jimmy G went to the 49ers, so I kind of fuck with them now. I'm like, eh, hopefully they're good. Well, but, dude, fucking, uh, there was such huge hopes with, with him, bro. Like, uh, like last year, and then he got hurt, and I was like, Ugh. His first preseason game was trash this year, and then he came back and he went like thirteen for That's nineteen. That's okay. I think we, t- we might have talked like that. about that, yeah. dude, because he. I remember just talking so much shit about him in a good way, like, dude, Jimmy Garoppolo, dude, that yeah. guy's fucking wild, I'm dude. Hoping, like, man. I'm really hoping because I. Would but you like ain't got fucking see. Russell Wilson, boy. You got fucking. You got fucking uh, Drew Brees. He, or Tom Brady. Jesus Christ. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I did have a couple of fucking Crown Royal drinks. The disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody on this podcast will be offended. Um, no, fucking, uh, yeah, uh, Tom Brady is going to retire? Is he still playing? Yeah, he's back. Jesus Christ. And he's still but doing it. But he can't it. be that good. He's That's still the, doing Every it. year we're like, he's well, he can't still... be that good, right? Like, no. he's old. They've been saying that for the like, last six years. And he's so fucking good. <laughs> he just You're won like... the Super Bowl. <laughs> he's won two now. And so all the, all the people that hate the Patriots say, yeah, well, they just got so much money. They got the most fire offensive line, and he just never gets sacked. And But we have, you know, Seahawks fans have so much pride in Russell Wilson for doing the wild, like, sneak outs and runs. And, and he – you know, respect gets where respect's due. He's like a top five quarterback in the league right now. He's wild, bro. Like, for them to go to the playoffs last year with the roster they had. Dude, we were struggling, bro. Good. That <laughs> roster is not Dude, and good. we the thing is, is that we sucked for so long. We weren't one of those teams like the 49ers or the Patriots or the fucking Cowboys. Steelers or the Cowboys. Those people that are like, oh, we got fucking rings, Raiders, bro. Like, we were like... Shit. I mean, for the Seahawks to win a Super Bowl against the Broncos when we were... When I was like a fucking like 27 years old or some shit and be like beat their ass like to beat their ass but then to have so much excitement into that patriots game that's real life bro sports bro get robbed yeah that's real fucking life the mariners have sucked my entire life except for when i was a little kid and ken griffey jr was my favorite baseball player 144 and they won a bunch of games and they they lost still they lost in their first series. Doesn't it seem so? It's like going to the Super Bowl seems a lot fucking easier than going to yeah. the fucking World Series, bro. Well, you're playing so many games, and, like, baseball is so unpredictable. With the injuries. Like, and it's hard. you got to keep that, you Base- know. Baseball is the hardest sport in the game. I don't care what anybody says. Little, dude, I fucking sucked at it. I was I was good for a while, and then I got I could really not into hit, football. Bro. I like, got really into football. Football was funner for me, too. Yeah. But so I, was, I was tall and skinny. I had no thickness. So they were like, yo, you playing basketball, bro. We're going to throw it to you. You're going to put it up. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. And I was, see, I was always been about the same size I am now. I was a little shorter in high school. But, like, I just, I had so much anger back then. Like, you just had high school passion. And, shit, and so I loved hitting people. Like they so what, what position did you play? I played linebacker. Ooh. I was a small linebacker, God too. God damn, boy. Uh, I played the conference we played in is actually one of the toughest conferences in Washington. Really? Yeah. So you got the GS – or we're 4A and it's a GSHL, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, the quarterback my freshman year went on to play for Colorado State and then he got drafted in the third round. Hmm. Um, who else has put out some good players? Uh, we had a receiver and we had a tight end from the same conference go to Montana and win a national championship in college. Yeah. And wow. then we had another kid go to Eastern Washington, Ashton Clark, who's hmm. like, he's an animal, um, played with Vernon Adams. And then 
we've had we've had kids go like we've had teams go to the state title game a lot against uh skyline which is like the premier 4a team out in Wa- out here in washington uh i mean you got i think Be- i heard of them but you got bellevue but they're 2a okay um, i'm not too familiar with the uh it's just class sizes mm-hmm. it's just like how many people are in the school oh okay That's so Be- makes bellevue is a private like catholic school or some shit like that so they don't have a lot of kids mm-hmm. but they have athletes <laughs> out the ass like they beat four a five a teams so that's what's crazy is like having the i mean you got cats like you it's like oh yeah. they got this small linebacker it's like no bro this like dude at, will yeah. fucking eat you this w- guy's got heart and we were like one of the worst teams in my conference which is all cool and stuff but it's still a lot of fun it's just it's high school sports like you don't get those moments back it's weird taking that to another level i bet like to college or pro like where you're f- I've had friends do it, and it's just like I've never had a friend go pro in anything, but I've had friends go to college and play sports. Dog, you like going up against a motherfucker that's like from the south, weighs like fuck, like oh my god, (laughs) bro, it's a different. That's scary, especially with all the concussion shit that comes out. Like it's it's a weird discussion of like, do you even want your kids to play football? But that also relates back to like music and stuff too. Like you have, you know, these artists that you're like you look at them and you're like hmm are they good mm-hmm. and then they're good and you're like whoa but then you, you, yeah, but you're yeah. comparing them to you know the pros the pros yeah the or you see somebody you're like oh you got you got a little image mm-hmm. but are you any good mm-hmm. and you know the the cats that are good good they got both yeah and i've seen people like Tory lanes that's like such a good he's got example a great he's got, he's a, got great a great image. image and he's just good and he's good i think uh, Drake's image. Uh, Drake doesn't have an image. Like Drake, Drake's is, built his image up a little bit. He's got he's some, an everyman, dude. He's just an everyman. That's really what his image is. He doesn't. He had to separate. See, the the thing I give Drake is that he had to separate from Jimmy. Yeah, and he right? did. But he did. He's like, oh, too. you an actor. Yeah. Now how are you, how are we gonna really perceive you as a rapper? Yeah, and then he put in the work, put in the time, and now he's you know. One of the best fucking, like, people will put him up there in the best of all time. I can't. I can't for me just because he's changed his music style. If you were to say singing, rapping, like, someone who, because, I don't know, I'm an old school cat. Yeah. So when I think, oh, best rapper, I'm like, oh, you got Nas, you got, you know, my favorite rapper of all time is Devin the Dude. That's my favorite rapper. That's my favorite like rapper. Because he's, his music is like the music I like to make. It's just chill. It's laid back. And it's about real shit that like I'm doing. Like somebody took the doobie from the ashtray. Yeah. Like I, was, I was looking forward to that. I come back. It's gone. Somebody took it. Like, well, and that, I mean, it's just weird. Like music's just so weird where it's gone now. But it's great. It's amazing. I like people that are making it from the heart that are making things that they're really going through that I can be like, or, or not even just me, but people like that person can be like, man, wow, that really resonated with me. Like, I feel you. Like I've gone through that. Like that's a, that's a big fucking deal. And that you, when was most people, when you fall in love with artists, the artist is speaking to you. Yeah. You're like, bro, like what you said like that me like that's exactly what the fuck I'm going through. And that's what music is too, is just make it be again, just be you, man. And that's it's kind it. of transferring from like party music to yeah. really connecting. I haven't heard a lot of party party music like no Asher Roth. Remember fucking like LMFAO? Yeah, like I haven't heard shit so, like that. Like nowadays when you go to a party you hear J. Cole's, mm-hmm. you hear Kendrick's, you mm-hmm. hear Drake's, but then you also hear like Shawn Mendes. 
You just and hear like you're like, you're you're like, like a whole yeah, a whole bunch of everything. It's a playlist. It's a whole Spotify playlist thing. It's a whole music playlist thing. Like the playlist thing has taken off, bro. Just catching a vibe. Like okay, this is my party vibe. This is my fucking sadness vibe. Yeah. This is my fucking, yeah. I'm about to work out vibe. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm, yeah. Well, and that's a big thing too, is just like the taste of people's like music is, I believe, elevated in the last few years. I believe like, so too. If you, if you try to put LMFAO like in today's music, like mm-hmm. if they were coming up, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't work. work. You could put them with rats mm-hmm. in a fucking. Well, and they might make, and that might be one of those casts that came out. Uh, Pretty much what they were, where you just come out real quick. You mm-hmm. had a, a hit that was like, oh, okay. And then there's just not a lot of substance. But there's a reason why, like, Pitbull's not popping anymore. Same thing. There's a reason why Flow Ride is not popping Same anymore. Same thing. Like, they made party music. They made that, like, islandy, like, beach, like, Flow Rider. Florida. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so stupid. Who even thinks of that? Florida. But, um, I didn't even think of that. That's just that whole thing. I really do think everybody's taste in music has elevated in the last five years because there's so much of it. That's the thing is that it, it goes to this weird part where it's like everybody is everything's super watered down. Yeah. And there's like this trendy time. And then, it, and then it comes back in, mm-hmm. and it tightens back up. And people are like, well, there's so much shit. It's all of a sudden cool again to be able to put people onto the dope shit. Well, and it's just, I think music's the best it's ever been right now, all around. I mean, you're right. You're right, because there's a lot, there's a lot more resources. Like, anything well, that music has been, people... And the crossing of genres. Yeah, people like, are able to just... Like, the people that are able to say... Like we were saying, you don't need this template. You don't need to do this thing. Do your thing. Yeah. Don't do what you think people are going to like. Do what you want to do. And there's a lot of people doing that. And people are like, well, you got like Kane Brown and country coming over and doing songs with Khalid. So that's crazy. I like Kane Brown. I fuck with Kane Brown. He's dope. I, I don't even know him that well. He's a uh, so. But I know who he is. I know he's a country singer. Yeah, and he, he's got a cool image. Like he doesn't look like a country singer. Like you would think he should stay in that Khalid range, like mm-hmm. that, uh, like cool, vibey, like soft hip hop R and B type shit with like the high notes and everything, mm-hmm. and the raspy singing. But he's so he's a country singer, and he's just super. He just does it, man. He just does his, his thing. But he makes, I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird. But that's the coolest thing. That's why music to me is at its greatest is because like, country music is getting a lot better. So it's weird because when you hear people, they say, like people that fuck with hip hop, they say, oh, it's like, what do you fuck with? Anything but country. Like that. that I love country. Bro, I have I such an... I have uh, su- like guilty pleasure, such a fucking appreciation, especially coming from... A, because I really pride myself on being a songwriter, mm-hmm. right? And how the songs are written. I'm yeah. like, yo, country musicians, like especially like Kenny Chesney and people yeah, like that. Like Tim McGraw, Toby the motherfucking Keith. dog. The the songwriting is so good. I well, just have such an appreciation. My friends are like, <laughs> well, who else is there? There's a uh, so like the new day, like the new age country artists, like Dan and Shay. Are you talking about Lil Nas X? 
You got no, I can't stand that dude. <laughs> I don't. I respect him, but to me, it's another Mo Bamba situation. Is that not like or a Shaq perfect? Thing. Does that not give you a little bit of hope as a local artist, though? That it's like I might just fucking make a song that all of a sudden is like, yeah. I mean, everybody like, but listen, that's anybody. Everybody in hip hop is like, I fuck with anything but country. Yeah, and then this one weird guy made a country, country guy <laughs> blows up. But his Panini song, that Panini song, yeah, 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 uh, I've heard that. Is so much better than that song. It's and weird how it doesn't get the recognition, but it's because of the fact that he went against the grain and he switched up shit. And he got fucking, you know, fuck Billy Ray, Billy Cyrus Ray Cyrus. Yeah, you got like, that. He got him on there, and but, but that it's, was so he could stay on the country charts. But it's weird how it's not just a one hitter, like. It's like the longest, st- like like setting it's records. Weird. Like yeah, what? It's, if you look, it's at not it. that good. If I'm listening to him, like it's not that good. But is it? Is it that good? No, it's not. But if you look at it from a historical standpoint, so like 15 years from now, somebody looks at it. Oh, that's one of the greatest songs ever, and they listen to it. They're like, how? What? Yeah. What? But that, and that's a crazy thing too. Is you have that song. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town. Ro- like that was well, it. Well, and then. So the thing I don't like is um, he came out as gay after all that. So I didn't know if that. So my thing is, is I don't know if that's like, because if you're not gay, that's just like a genius thing to say. If you, I mean, if you are, I guess it's just like genius timing or maybe it's just natural, but I just, it seems like anybody, he seems like an industry plant to me. Yes. And I'll, just about to say that that's that's like that's what he seems to me this seems strategically planned put here yeah. it's very with a head start yeah to like because to me as an artist like if you're gay like just say that like frank ocean did the same thing he waited forever but to it's, come it's out as believable gay. because if he would have said it before he was popular you'd have been like You'd have just dismissed it. You'd right. Like, oh, you're okay. Sure. Yeah. That's not going to work for you in this industry. But now that he's popping and, and he's made like, like, I can say it. Good. Yeah. And number one, it gives him more like, oh my God, you're so fucking brave. I'm just more. Yeah. See, he gets all the clout and everything from behind that. So it better be fucking real. That's all I'm saying. I'm just more like for me, because it's all about being you in that situation. So like, if you are that, just say that before you pop out. Isn't it weird that we're in a place where we don't believe anything? Almost. It's, it's like, hard to believe anything, especially in the media. Show me. And then, dude, we're getting to this point where there's this deep fake shit where they can, like, make your mouth move and say words. And it's like, you don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I got to fact check my fact checks. Yeah. Well, and you got, like, so another artist, um, Blueface. I hate Blueface. Yeah, me too. I don't hate him. You know, I respect that he makes music and he's in the game. I don't. But... That goes based off the whole industry plant. Like anybody can blow up tomorrow. It, it's offensive to me when I rap better than people that are blowing up. And I'm it like, is. no, and I feel but you it's on a, that. it's like an image because it's like, oh, like people are more. It's like that's why you could have a sexy ass woman with a big ass booty with a nice ass cute face with yeah. just like put together, and she can get ten thousand likes on Instagram. Yep. No talent, like sweetie. And then you but got I like sweetie or or bad baby. Like bad, uh, there's some, and that's the thing is we're in. The, and there's a lot of girls, dog. There's a lot of girls that you don't even know their names. No, and you'll look, and you'll be like, oh, twenty three thousand likes. You'll be like, she's just fine. She just looks great. Yeah, she's just beautiful. Yeah, but the talent that somebody's worked 
worked. Yeah. Worked. And that's, see, and goes that's, unnoticed. See, and that's my argument, too, behind Blueface. And that's because we're in the day and age of industry plants. Yeah, you want that. Like, they want that shock. They want that. Oh, he got well, some crazy. He, he's saying some crazy shit. But that, they're they're not them. They're they're a puppet. Like mm-hmm. their record label in. They need is to act out. Them. They need to do they all have these to things. Do things. Like uh, uh, there's so right now the biggest ones are, Goth Baby. Whoa. And, um, but she's. Uh, I'm sorry. Goth I'll, baby. Yeah, she's sexy. I'll pull her up. Oh my god. Well, I bad like, baby, like just being the the Doctor Phil girl. And yeah, and, and me so, outside. Yeah, like, and then they pulled her off. Like the uh, record label was like, "Hey, you can make a shit ton of money doing this, but we're gonna ma- take all of it back." God, it's it's a guilty and pleasure though. I'm com- I'm like, she's kind of fine though. But she's like, and it's seventeen. <laughs> no, she ain't seventeen. She she's got, super young. She got to be like. So this is uh, old enough, this is right baby. now. I'm like, uh, that's goth baby. Oh my, she's God. so she's she is. She did a song with uh, Trippy Red and Lil Xan, who I also believe Damn, are both she industry plants. She fine too. So Trippy Red, I was just seeing some shit. I think he's an industry plant too. He just he just look he look definitely look crazy enough for you to be like. Well, I just like that look though. That like. Yeah, I'm, she, I'm yeah, kind of a fire. crazy got that, little bitch. She's like, got that like, fucking that uh, the Harley Quinn vibe yeah, going on, like bro. She, yeah, and, and like, she makes music too. So. Yeah, so yeah, she did a song with uh, she did a song with Wiz Khalifa too, which was okay. But you know, she doesn't make. And she's new. new she's new. new, but that's another thing. Is she's an industry plant because if you look back on her records. And you look back on her music, she doesn't look like that. She didn't so have the people are like, the people hair. will say, "Oh, the industry plant thing is just, dude, you're just, you're just falling into the traps yeah. of thinking that the industry is smart enough to put people there with a designed plan to be and successful." Does that sound crazy? No, that it, sounds it, it, so it sounds logical. It, it sounds very logical because, like. I would do it to make money. If you were a business dude that didn't give a fuck about music or people and you or people and, and you were just like, too. "Hmm, I could turn you into this. I know what people I know what shocks people, makes people want to just keep yeah. There's something that's weird. Something can be so bad like a you know, like a car wreck mm-hmm. is like the analogy, but you want to keep look. You can't turn away because like, you want to see what you want to oh, see if somebody died. You want to see if somebody got yeah, hurt. You want to like, see holy that shit. shit. Like what is fucking? Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's like what it is. It's like something that's you're like, I don't I mean, I'm not in it. It's fucking trippy red. This guy is yeah. trash. And then I'm like, but he's, he's, like, he's okay. See what's up. Yeah. He's this okay. is all right. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's just a weird place, bro. And that's why I feel like, even a guy in my shoes, somebody who really likes old school hip hop, somebody who's really into that, mm-hmm. don't block your, don't barricade yourself out from liking something dope. Yeah. So uh, one artist that I really fuck with is Rex Life Raj. I've never even heard of him. Before. That's another one you gotta look up. Oh, so I he's from the, he's from the Bay Area, um, and he's got, dog right up your alley. Really? Right up your alley. What is it, Rex Life Rex Raj? Rex Life Raj. So it's R E X X, Life. R A J, yeah, and he is R E X X. R E X X. Yeah, one of the first ones that pops up. Yeah. Ooh, I, I like his image. Yeah, he dog. He's got. He kind of looks like uh, Drum. <laughs> he do, dude he in Drum. Looks like Drum. I hu- fuck with Drum. I'm a huge I fan of Drum, bro. Because he does some real. Uh, he does a bunch of different shit, but a lot, he does a lot of old school samples and shit. Well, his mixing, like the, his producing, is it's so phenomenal. clean. 
It's just and Broccoli's not even my fucking favorite song. But um, it's a good song. It's a good song. It's and catchy I'm, as shit. But, dude, he's got that album he came out with him and his little Labradoodle. Yeah. Dude, that album. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cash Machine. and Him uh, and Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack is. I love Anderson Pack. So Anderson Pack just came out with a song recently. I don't even know if it's out, but with him and YBN Cordae. Oh, and really? And they did it on Jimmy Fallon. Ooh. And they just went back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, I'm going to have to check that out. Because I think, I feel like he was on his album, YBN Cordae's. I think album. so. Anderson Pack is crazy because I've seen him playing the drums. Oh, he's and, so good. And just rapping at the same time. He's so good. That takes a lot of skill, too, because I, like, I make music, but I don't play instruments. And that's where I, I want to grow. I want to grow. Um, I want to be musically talented. I, I don't want to be wasting time. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, like it's like you could be good at the keyboard. Yeah. The only the only difference between you and someone who's good at the keyboard is motherfucker that spend a lot of time on yeah. the keyboard. And everything's time. Everything's time. You got to take time to be good at something. Like I, like I've only been doing music for three years now. That's what. See, to me, that's what's exciting, is that that you're you're so young in the game of just because you've made music but you probably didn't put it out uh before the three years or like during the three years before no huh? i literally i I didn't start making even trying like even to make hip-hop wow until three years ago. any music any music wow anything i never was like in my house and like oh you know i'll just pull up a beat freestyle no i never really I didn't do that growing up i wasn't like that is cool man i never freestyled on the circles like i just chilled Smoke, drink, like just. Chill. So I was the complete opposite. I started rapping, just freestyling when I was high, because there was like we just get high and they throw on some beat. And I'm, uh, you know, we would just like that was just like a fun thing. That's like how hip hop started for me was like business. What all the shit? I didn't know any of that shit. I was just trying to, to just like being high was a new thing. So then just being like rhyming with words and trying to do it, I was. So so bad bro well and it's just so funny now too because like i know how to make hip-hop music and i can do it and i can freestyle it's just not necessarily my cup of tea but the thing is that's fucking ironic is that it's like what you do yeah in your process yeah. of making a right. song i know and that and that's the thing it's too not a it's fun just like, thing. like no you get in there uh -uh. and this is like a this is how i feel yeah this is what i'm feeling when i hear this beat and you put it out and then it becomes a hook yeah, and I just get focused too. Like if I'm freestyling, it's usually just for fun. It's not. I'm not focused on nothing. I'm just you know spitting whatever comes to my fucking head. Dude, I'm quick. huge on just like having that safe space where I got my friends around and we can just have a bad freestyle where we just bullshit about You're some off shit. Beat and and shit. it's not that good. Yeah, you said some dumb shit and everybody's like, oh hey, what's up, man? Like that's what's up. Like we just having fun. This isn't. A, we're not in the studio. See, we call for us like freestyling's practice. That, exactly. And so like you're we, just trying to sharpen that blade. Yeah. And so like sometimes we have like once a week, uh, sometimes like three times a month, maybe we'll all sit in the in the uh, studio and we'll all just pick beats like everybody gets three beats. They got to choose. But then if you pick a beat, you got to play the beat. If mm -hmm. nobody likes it, you don't have to say anything on it. But if you fuck with it, you got to speak up. Yeah. And it's like a very cutthroat thing, too. It's like if you don't if, if you're not spitting and if you're not spitting confidently, like, it's like next somebody else is going to come pop in but we don't go rotation we go we popcorn it just whoever's it's whoever comes in and it's fun so too. that's so the reason that's cool is because it's such an organic way to weed out like the best song yeah and then we i've actually so like someone just does a hook and you're just like oh and then you make a song oh <laughs> yeah what the fuck i've seen it happen it's happened numerous times for us like the hook I've, always comes first for me really like I, the homie will always like He'll just like, I don't know, he'll just start doing a hook. And I'm like, what is that? 
Right. <laughs> and then I'll be like, okay, so we rapping about this. Okay. And so, cause me, me, it's always, I want to have a topic and I want it to be topical. I want yeah. it to be something yeah. that people are like, Can I mean, a lot of times, to. a lot of times we just do bars, but you know, we do the more bars Monday and shit for the specific reason that we can just do bars. But when I do a song, I want people to be like, like I want them to relate. Right. So I don't want it to be all over the place. I want it to kind of have a direction, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There's like a, there's like a place for that. I think that there's really something cool. Like from what Lil Wayne did as far as just having a wild ass song where you just yeah. do some dope shit and people are just like, I don't give a fuck what this song's about. Yeah. This is just a dope song. And he's established too. So like anybody's going to listen to it. And that's, it, I think that's another thing that's tough on artists too, is like not being established during the time period getting a chance and then you don't yeah. see you don't see it coming in and then you give up yeah you're like i quit and it's just nobody's another, listening it's just another lesson in life too like you, you're not going to get that exposure right away like i still you know i haven't had a thousand views on you still don't on get my, the fucking uh, respect you deserve on my i get it bro so matisse he fucking put out the shit called matisse's picks where he'd release like new albums that just came out and new singles that just came out every week uh-huh. and he just felt like people weren't really interacting uh-huh. so he just stopped it and then as soon as he stopped it everybody's like yo dude you're like my go-to spot yeah. he's like what the fuck what? like tell me like i just i felt like nobody would gave a fuck so yeah. i just and it, and that's a hard thing too is like is especially if you're not true to yourself or like have a good strong like support system it's easy to stop it's easy to stop it's hard you get to in your going. own head you're like nobody cares yeah well and then you deal with the pressures of being young and like you know you got your family and stuff that does try to push you towards a normal life and mm-hmm. so you're like oh you know it's not why don't easy. you just get a job why don't, why don't you yeah. just work zach like why don't you just work <laughs> my stepdad wanted brandon me to, wanted me to get on the uh railroad so my dad's like pri- he works at the prison okay he's like you ain't got a job at the prison i got some yeah. good benefits it's like, fuck get that. on it's with bro, the railroad like, you're like the fucking rail that's not my dream no it's good money it's cool Ugh. but like money you'll retire when you're 64 yeah like, and then you get I'm a not doing that oh. bro. like i'm 24 right now you mean you're telling me i gotta go to work for i'd me. rather die at 36 i'd rather die right now yeah, and, and just like shit. and have my legacy that yeah. like this motherfucker did what he wanted yeah and he and he did it like well, unapologetically well and that's the thing too is you can look at like artists like mac miller and x like just in the last year those are probably the two biggest industry deaths i'll be honest had. man if eminem would have died like way earlier he would have much more of a legacy oh yeah it's and like it, some cast that just go and it's like oh you so it's just such a legend and then you're like oh you did de- oh, what are you doing kamikaze was dope though oh. but like, he got but still i'm gonna be honest his first three albums were like shockingly dope, and they're different. And, and he, then he came into the game like he was the first white rapper to really ever do it, do it. But it was okay. So I'm gonna say I've said it in my in my circles before. I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast. But he's got this line. It's, it, it goes, "I don't give a fuck if this chick was my own mother, but I'd still fuck her with no rubber yep, and come yep. inside her and have a son and a new brother yeah. at the same time, and then say that it ain't mine." Like when you're yeah. when you're like nobody is putting things together like that. i don't give a fuck if you're black or you're white or you're the first asian rapper or whatever it is dog that is dope well that's just it's hard too because like who says that <laughs> you're willing to <laughs> say sa- something on that a beat <laughs> nobody else wants to say and you say it in a way that's like and you got the backing of dre 
Like, come on. It was come just, it, it, was it was just so to, good. It was that meant to be thing. But then he just like, after that third album, he just kept going and going. And then it was just kind of like, fuck. Yeah. I think it. Encore, Encore was good. Um, Encore was his Encore last was one. Phenomenal. Encore was his last one. I think that like, after the, that, it was a little The rough. third one was the, the Eminem show. No, I thought that one was pretty good too. That one was actually. good. Yeah, so I had cleaning out my closet and stuff, right? Yep. And um, that had like fucking my dad's going crazy. Yeah, and, and then he like, did a D4L My World. That's right. Oh, so okay. So like the D the the D12 that shit. shit. Or D12 My World. Yeah, that D4L. shit was so fucking crazy with the yeah. They did so many dope songs on there. That was with they, like Purple Pills and yeah. all that shit. Um, uh, my band. <laughs> my band. Uh, they did. Yeah. Um, How come? How yeah. come? That song. I, I listened to that song more. so many times because yeah. it was like emotional. But Dude, it a, meant so much. It really did. When you listen to it, yeah. like V Five or Phantom, like what? Who who can do that shit? Like I can't even. Dude, remember he had a song it. on Encore called Fack. Yeah. F A C K. Yeah. And it was like so because Eminem was like notoriously known for having like the most annoying fucking voice like ever. Like yeah. he, nah, like, yeah. he just like but and he never laughed. He it was just laughed. so good that it was like what the fuck? And it worked. It worked. But it was his white gimmick that allowed people to be like yeah he well, wasn't Detroit, he wasn't like, that good he was slums, like. so lord jamar came out and said um yo eminem's not dope because the people that really fuck with hip-hop don't fuck with eminem like people in detroit That's are not, not riding around like people in the hood are not riding around bumping I'm Slim Shady, the real Slim oh, yeah, Shady. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, people are not bumping Eminem. He's like, he's like, black people are not bumping Eminem. Well, and it's crazy too, because like it goes back to that industry plant thing. Like, what if Eminem was like the first industry plant? That'd be fucking wild, dude. Because like you got to look at his, that makes sense. Because you got to look at his publicity moves too, and the way he does things, like, and the words he says. Like everybody's like, try and put him on like this, like. He make him say this. culture. He talks about all Let's these. Let's put other Dre behind him. Like you know, Dre's established. Yeah, that is kind of fishy, of dude. Like Dre's the beginning of hip hop. Hip hop, like good hip hop, in my opinion. Um, you know, with N.W.A. and everything like that was all like a big transition of hip hop. How was it? I'm gonna be honest. Like against popular opinion. Not a big NWA fan. I'm not a big NWA fan. Like but I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the move. I'm definitely not a big Easy E fan. No, like, I mean people either. are like, oh, no. he's so. D-. I'm like, bro, but that fool is what. But that's more so based off the fact that people don't understand hip hop either. I mean, I feel like he didn't write any of his lyrics. No. So if you don't, if you if you're not writing something that's coming right from you, well, and you know, um. I like me. I never really listened to NWA growing up. Me neither. I was just more the thing I was more impressed with was the fact that like, you know, Ice Cube's one of the greatest writers of all time. Mm-hmm. Dre's one of the greatest producers of all time. Mm-hmm. Easy died. You got Suge Knight coming up. You got Tupac coming up. Like that was just the beginning of what hip hop is at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I mean, Tupac, you s- bro. Matisse. Man, he said Tupac's not in the top ten. He's, and I was like, uh, he's top ten. And I was like, you're crazy. Not top five though. Yeah, not well, top five. And top five. And I mean, obviously, it's so subjective to who you pick, right? But Tupac, he's just got songs that last. the The big thing to me is like, do you have songs that last the test of time? I can listen to a Tupac song now. California Love. Many Tupac songs. Hail Mary. Um, like. Hail Mary. Dude, the, one of my favorite Tupac songs, bro, because I'm a party dude, yeah. is um, 
thug passion. Yeah. God, that, that, so that's the thing too. It's like he like with Tupac. Like Tupac was just the first of his kind. God, he's so first of his that, kind. This, it's so true because there's so many other artists out there that that are kind of like you got Kendrick. Oh, like Kendrick I, is unbelievable. Dude. Kendrick's the only artist you can sit back and compare to Tupac. Mm-hmm. There's no other artist out there that you can compare to Tupac, and it's not in the sense of like they had the best flow. It's not in the sense that they had the best beats. Mm-hmm. It's not in the sense that they had the best songs. It's the fact that they meant what they fucking said. They had the message. Said. They weren't and, being somebody else. And word placement. Word you, placement you knew is huge. for sure that Tupac was that guy. Yeah. Like, he, wa- he walked around like that guy. And he could do everything. Like, he was a modern-day hip-hop Chris Brown. That's fucking crazy, bro. Because, like, he could act. Like, Juice... Juice and um, what's that other movie he's in? He uh, did. Uh, he's not. Is he in Poetic Justice? He's in Poetic uh, Justice, yeah, with, and yeah, he did. He uh, Janet Jackson. He did one. One called. Uh, we were just talking about it. It was called. Uh, fuck, man! I was just thinking about it today. It's the one with him and uh, Jim Belushi. It's called. Uh, fuck. He did a lot of good movies yeah, too. But he but, was. Yeah, he's a good actor. But that's the thing too is like, uh, word placement is huge because that's something I strive myself on is like putting my words on certain beats. So not necessarily the beat that I'm like looking for but the beat i choose like you got to put certain words certain places so they hit a certain way Mm -hmm. and it's a huge thing too especially when you're writing because that's why i'm so like i'm a perfectionist it's like my biggest flaw Mm -hmm. but like when i write a song if i say a line and there's you know um like that song i was telling you about like where i'm talking about my mom asking me about having kids Mm -hmm. um i say like uh, I'm going to need to make sure that he got a whip. I'm going to make sure that he got some shoes and shit. Mm-hmm. Make sure that he got everything, cereal, bull, all that shit mm-hmm. type thing. And then right after that, it drops down a little bit. And I say, I can't trust no bitch. Mm-hmm. And like, as I say, bitch, the beat drops again. Mm. And so that's like, it just makes it hit harder because I'm like, now I'm telling, because uh, I just said, don't spend my money on some stupid shit yeah so we can make sure that this kid's good because yeah. i go from the perspective of like i don't want kids to not have a kid with this girl yeah blah 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 that's so dope and then um when it comes back in it hits and then now i can start going back to a different flow okay yeah and so uh it's just word placement is huge and i don't think a lot of artists really take it into account well, and i don't think a lot of fucking listeners really appreciate it yeah they don't because like, bro i like this Maroon is 5, Adam Levine, mm-hmm. like what he does lyrically, what he does vocally, like is very impressive. Like he lets the beat breathe perfectly. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's what makes music music. And that's how you f- really feel something. I'll be so. honest, bro. That's how Devin the dude is. Yeah. Is like he'll, he'll make no, a, Devin's cool. I he'll, like Devin. He'll do some lyrics. And then if, like when the hook comes on, he'll just let the beat go. Yeah. And just let the beat do its thing. And just yeah. like the beat will have some horns or something. And he just... It's like he doesn't feel the need to just like put a hook on everything. No. It's like just let dude, this is beautiful. And like, then you can come in with a thing. verse. And then you come in with a verse. Yeah, I dropped a mixtape recently, um, called Illuminati. And that's dope. That there's a song on there called Sixty Nine Chevy where I do the same thing. Cause like my stepdad had a sixty nine Camaro growing up and I mm-hmm. like wanted that car bad. And um like I finish up that line, let it breathe, and then I come back in. Like you have to appreciate the beat and the same thing with the live show like i don't feel like you need to fill that time no Uh -uh. like dude like 
let the crowd just do like kind of just chill on this this thing going on step away yeah like just let interact too interact with them when you're live you and don't you do need that. to feel like you always need to say something yeah. like you always need to be filling in that space like let the music just fucking let people just let people just chill bro they're like like you're rapping and shit but just let people just kind of mob their head and like you step back you'll grab a drink of water and they're just like <laughs> oh okay well, and, and then you come back with that fucking verse so and like we talked about like my writing style like a lot of the times i like to write music kind of drunk because not I write all my drunk, i, I like, pretty much write all my music buzzed yeah yeah i i that nice plateau where you're not fucked up so you're not because it really helps you like get in, it, it, it. It helps you tap into those feelings that and um, that's, what it, that's what it does for me. It does that for me. But I also look at it from the perspective of like if I'm making a song, can I perform it? Mm. And then so it puts me in the shoes of the audience. Oh, that's a good. That's and a good so because like when you're doing a show, especially nowadays, like mm -hmm. you're doing shows at bars, venues and stuff like you, it's 21 plus for the most part. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that are drunk. And then like, what do people do on the weekends when they listen to music? Yeah. They drink, they party. Yeah. So I try to make my music, not party music, but I try to make it. I don't really make music for the sober mind. Mm -hmm. It's really what it is. Like something that but you wouldn't take, <laughs> like something that you could really digest when you're fucked up, standing yeah. at the bar, yeah. somebody on stage, and you're going to like, whoa, you're really going to connect with that. You're going to play it in your Uber drive home. You're going to play it. Like, like it's going to get stuck get in home. your head. Yeah, like yeah. the Uber driver's going to be like, oh, this is dope. And it's more so like to put it into perspective of like putting you in my shoes while you're wearing your own mm -hmm. like you because a big reason why i like g -Eazy is because i feel like that motherfucker is me in a weird sense mm -hmm. like not image wise or nothing like that no, like no, he's, no. he's a different pretty boy than i am yeah but we we have very similar personality traits like i can hear it in his music yeah and uh and you really connect that's, yeah that's, that's yeah a like huge that's thing. the biggest artist i've ever connected with just wow. about everything he's ever talked about when it comes to girls and you see, know, that's how it is for me tragedies. with like Devin the dude. It's just like, that's who I connect with. Yeah. I'm not saying like, this is my, the best rapper in the world. I'm saying yeah. this is who the fuck, like I see myself in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And see, I don't think, I think G's like one of the better artists out there right now, but he's also kind of diluting his music because he drops so much shit. And there's a, there's a, there's a method to that madness to yeah. where you're like, you drop less and, or you drop too much yeah. or you, you know, to what people and that's the problem i'm running into right now like i dropped an album last year and then i dropped a mixtape in the summer and then now i'm about to drop another album mm -hmm. but i'm also dropping uh, singles before that like i got three more singles i'm dropping before i drop my album well, one thing that i feel like connects all of those things together is the live show yeah and, th and that's the thing too is doing shows in between it's so hard to like it's not hard it's just a lot of work and time and effort like a lot of sweat and blood like trying to go into making an album putting out singles timing things right setting up shows like setting mm -hmm. up shows is hard mm -hmm. especially if you don't do it right like oh, yeah. promoting wise because you need to do it the right way you yeah. i mean there's no to an artist there's no point of making all this music to share it with nobody yeah no and if you're good too it's not that we're like good. fame hungry it's no. just that we're trying you know we want to share it yeah with you know we want to create a vibe throughout a room of people and you got to give somebody, you got to give people an escape route. Like you got to give them something to escape to. And people get tired of the same shit. Like nobody wants to listen to Drake 24 seven. No. 
He, I don't care if he's the most played person on Spotify. Not everybody wants to listen to him every single day. It's true. And the, a lot of people like you and I want new shit. And I'm so a, I'm a fiend make, for the new shit. And if you make good music, make new music. So you have a couple shows. You got one coming up. Yep. Next September 6th. 6th. Okay. Next Friday. And then the 15th? Uh, 13th. So 13th. We, uh, Which is a Friday, right? Yeah, it's a Friday after that. So mm-hmm. everybody in 190's got a show next week at the Red Room. So Lounge. everybody that's in 190 that's in Spokane is going to be at this show. We got one. We got a couple of people coming from Portland and New Orleans. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, we're bringing them out here. So it's kind of a big deal. You got yeah. people coming up. It's a 190 show for sure. And that's sure. at Red Room. It's at the Red Room Lounge Ooh. downtown. Uh, $5 at the door. 21 plus, obviously. Oh, fuck yeah. And then we got another 190 show. Um down in portland at the paris theater that's right that's, that's right fifteen dollars it's um it's a fundraising event we're donating money to the women and children foundation now in vancouver washington hmm. so all ticket sales go to that they wow don't, they don't go to us not uh, out here fucking scheming for that fucking quick buck for yourself no you're giving no. it to charity dude. trying that's, to have fun too that's dope, and like man. be good and like obviously we can't be degrading towards women or nothing at the show so yeah because uh, that wouldn't make sense well, and you're bringing the thing is, is that you're bringing people together. You're bringing Oregon. You're bringing Washington. You're bringing people together. Because I'm assuming Washington people are going to be at that Oregon show. Yeah, and uh, music groups too, because it's the events being put on by Half Life Clan, which yeah. is three kids back home uh, that we all know. Me, well, me, Tyler, and Bwix. Uh, we all know them from school and shit like that. And then they've been making music. And Giannis came out here like couple months ago talking mm-hmm. about music making music and then i hit up ryan who is like the main guy on their thing he sets up all their shows like mm-hmm. he's very smart uh so it just works like we all vibe together and we all make good music too so it's like why not so september 6th next friday next friday and, and then, then september, september 13th, 13th in portland at the friday at the paris theater yes sir and where can everybody find your zoloft new new single so zoloft is out on everything so you can go find it spotify apple music youtube title whatever you use to stream music mm-hmm. uh got a few more singles coming out any soon. physicals you do any physicals or anything like that any physical, physical copies or yeah. any merch or yeah, anything like, like yeah, that anything like that i got that coming uh i'm gonna do a giveaway here soon on my ig dope because I think that would be fun. Hell yeah. I, and I like giving away things. <laughs> yeah. I don't like having People shit. love getting free shit, too. Yeah, why not? And it, it's good interaction. Uh, but that's all coming. Um, singles are coming. American Hustle is going to come out in October. Mm-hmm. So some cool things coming up. Dope. Yes, sir. Right on. Right. Roddy Adams. That's me. All right, guys. You know where to find him. Spotify. All that good shit. Check this man out. He's fucking dope. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. You think of the Northwest, you kind of think smooth, you kind of think like everything's super watered down. That's like our vibe is like just trash. trash.